I always forget how loud that is. I apologize. <laughs> My bad. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, that needs to be, uh, the volume needs to be brought down on that little intro drop. What's happening, guys? How's everybody doing? What's going on? Everybody out there? Who's out there? Anybody? It's Labor Day. We should all be partying. What are you doing? Nobody? Not really much out here. We got, huh? All right. <laughs> and we got, of course, Mr. Eric. Nobody else. It's going to be a... It's going to be a quiet stream, it seems. Oh, man. Where am I at here? All right. Welcome to the Patreon stream. Try to do this once a month. And talk to the patron family. So let's see what we got here. Sunday fun day from Esteban. How you doing? What up, D? What up, people? Won't be able to join tonight, but hope you all have fun. And maybe Eric's mic will finally work. I'm not going to bet money on it, but hey, it's, uh, it's cool. Uh, I'll miss you course jose hopefully we'll talk soon we will hopefully talk soon all right let's see here okay let me, i'm just pulling up some things here hey yo hey yo hey yo hey yo how's everybody doing okay what's going on tyler going on carrie and we got ben affleck's double chin it's not hot my teeth are sweating it's so yeah you're so hot yeah i know it's uh yeah i'll be testing the moment i'm on the air well that's good i don't think i can make it tonight make it today that's all right it happens ah let's see here sorry doing some business some little bit of business stuff here just making sure i got all this Ready to go, or is it? Pull this up. Let's see. Is that? Yeah. All right. Got that. Started raining. Yeah. Oh, that's not. That's don't don't say stuff like that. Please don't say stuff like that. Um. Uh, there was an earthquake, I think, like in L.A. somewhere, right? I think, uh, what, yesterday there was like some kind of earthquake I thought I saw, you know. Thank you. Thank you, sure. Yeah, you should watch that a lot. So you're in San Jose. Yeah. Let's see. Boo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Boo do 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 do, boo do 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 do, boo do 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 do, do do do. Sorry, I got that stuff in my in my head. What's going on, Tony? What's happening, Tony? All right. Sorry, I'm not talking a lot. I was just reading something real quick. But let's get to it. Let me go ahead and uh, yeah. If you if you guys are new to the Patreon stream, basically, you know, when it comes to the uh, the supporters on the Patreon, um, I thought, all right. One of the things, one of the, I guess you could say, perks is, hey, once a month we come on here and just uh, bullshit with me. Sorry. Bullshit with me for a little bit and uh, I'll be good. Uh, and uh, yeah, so if you want to join, join the Patreon and be in the, the two top tiers. If you're in one of those, you'll be you'll get a link, which I'm about to send over right now.
All right, let's see here. Boop. All right. Post create link. Patreon link. Patreon stream link, I should say. Join us, join us. All right, sent off. Oops. All right. What's happening? Well, it's hot. It's still hot. I mean, I was gone for a little bit of my day, so, uh, you know, it, uh, <coughs> it uh, got really hot in here. I was gone for probably about three hours. And when I got back home, it was 88 degrees in my house. Like, Jesus Christ, man. This heat. We've got like another week of this heat. So I don't know how much longer it's going to last. Let's see. There we go. Bring that up right there. But yeah, it's just, uh, it's crazy hot. I don't know what's going on in your neck of the woods, Tony. Ugh. Hopefully it's a little cooler down there, right? It's Australia, so it's on the other side. Should be okay, right? Hmm. Should be okay. Let's see. Let's see. It's 110. I'm looking forward to summer. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You guys are reversed. You guys have your summer and we have our winter and vice versa, which is always crazy. Yeah. So cold in Canada? Sure it is. Cold in Canada. It was 110 where you're at. It was uh, got up to 109, actually, when I was uh, out and about. It was about 109 in the humidity. That's the thing. The humidity is what's been the killer, is the fact that it's like, not only is it 109, or actually it was only 103, I should say. I think it only got to 103. Yesterday it got to 109, but the humidity has just been grueling. And all of a sudden we got like some storm clouds coming in, a little rain, little droplets showed up. So yeah, it was uh it was a hot one. Definitely was a hot one. I don't know if you're getting the humidity over there, William. It's worse. I'd rather have just dry heat. Yeah, we're in we're in the yeah, you are in the upside down. Say hi to the Vecna for me, right? Say hi to him. But, uh, yeah. So, cap. Hey, there's Miss Nikki. It's not cold around there. Yeah, no, I was about to say. It's not always cold in in, uh, in Canada. I mean, it's, it's you guys get grueling winters, though. You guys get definite grueling winters when it comes to, uh, when it comes to um, the wintertime. I know my, my buddy, he married, a, his wife is from Canada. And he would tell me when he'd go visit there, man, it was just, it'd be just grueling, just grueling cold to the point where they, they suggest you don't run. That's the thing. They don't want you to run because then your, your, uh, your, um, lungs might freeze up. And I'm like, screw that. I'd rather be, I'd rather it be like 120 than be in like negative 120 or whatever it is. Celsius. I don't know. I don't know the Celsius. I'm American. Terrible. Now, yeah, it's been kind yeah. of, oh yeah, it's bad. Oh yeah, back east is really bad. I used to live in uh, Alabama and even visit my dad in Alabama or visit him in Texas or, or something like that. 
uh, during the summertime, and that was just like the worst. Worst. That was the worst. Uh, let's see. You lived there for two years. Canada is not as cold as Minneapolis. Really? I don't know about that. I think it might be pretty close or pretty, I don't know. Move to uh, Sydney's weather's uh, bearable health care is good and 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 women are spicy. <laughs> They're spicy? Why are they spicy? Mm, I thought, yeah, see, it's going to be like 111 tomorrow. Uh, I think it's supposed to be like in my neck of the woods. It said 108 or something. I don't know. Who knows? It's just hot. Alabama has the worst summer of here. Yeah. Yep. Gets pretty sweltery. Gets pretty sweltery. Army always sends you the word. Army? Army? You lived in Russia? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Are you Russian? Are you Russian? Zed? U.S. Army. Oh, is that what you meant? Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and start bringing some of these guys in here. Let's see. Let me make sure I got that going. Got that going. All right. All right. So we're going to be starting to file in here. We got Carrie and we got Hello. Eric. What is happening, guys? Hello. Hey, Eric. All right. First of all, te testing one, two, three. Can you hear me now? Do you have? Did you get a better mic? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just using the newer phone. I don't know how it is. That could be. That does have a. That's a newer mic. <laughs> oh, there you go. Is that where you you were doing it on your phone the entire time before? Was that what it always was? Yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. It's always been on. My, well, except a couple years ago, back when I was on the vodka stream, I used my laptop, but it had all those delays because it's an old laptop. And then finally, when I moved here, I was just using my uh, my phone, and it was always you know, and you know the well. Well, like there's no delay, but the issue is always the microphone. So I don't know. Okay. But anyway, my mic's. I guess my mic's good. Sorry no, to disappoint you, Jose, but it's good. <laughs> no, it anyway. sounds way better. Yeah. All right. Sounds so what I got to drink? Well, trigger warning. Pineapple, pineapple juice. juice. Yep. Nothing else. No, it's just pineapple juice. I mean, I don't have the. T I didn't exactly have the time to mix up a pina colada, so. <laughs> I don't know. You just mix it in with some, uh, some, uh, whatchamacallit. Um, what do people use pineapple juice? Well, vodka. Okay, they do it, did it with vodka. Vodka and pineapple yeah, juice are bad. What else goes with it? There's uh, pineapple well, and do coconut. Rum, maybe? Maybe some rum. I don't know. Well, what are you drinking? I, got, you I haven't taken a sip of it yet because I don't know what it tastes like. Uh, okay. Sam Adams seasonal uh, Jacko pumpkin ale. Jacko pumpkin ale. Hmm. Yeah. All so right. I'm not usually a fan. I mean, I don't usually go into like <laughs> pumpkin flavored things other than like pumpkin pie. Uh, but I like Sam Adams. I'm always curious about where they come up with their seasonal brews. So here yeah, we go. Yeah, they're always pretty good. They're always pretty good. Survey says. Yeah. It's all right. It's, all right. it's got a it's decent right. flavor. That's cool. No, no, nothing, nothing abhorrent or anything like that. Right. Hey, <laughs> what's going on, Philip, in the hey. dark? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not in front of my usual setup. You guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, no, I am not in my computer room. I've been sick with COVID for the last week. Oh, that's Ooh. right. That's right. How you been? Like, how you holding out? I mean, obviously, you sound fine. You seem uh, fine. 
I mean, I still got a bit of a congested clog, still got a bit of a cough, but other than that, no complaints. I mean, I'm better, better than I was earlier this week. My God, it was bad. It was really bad. I had a really bad sore throat. It was, it was miserable. Yeah, same here. Miserable. Yeah. Because like last year, like, like last year was around March was when I got it. And yeah, it was, it was no fun. No fun at all. I mean. Yes, I got a couple weeks off from work, but uh. I, I, you'd rather, yeah. No one wants to, <laughs> no one wants to be sick with a, a terrible virus and you know yeah. celebrate that. No, fuck that. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, and then and then with the, all the heat too, that's gonna suck to be like sick like oh, this with, with a dude. heat wave. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's the worst part is like, think Wednesday or Thursday. I was like, I want to go back to work. Yeah, I'm sure. When do you get to go back? Uh, you know, I tested, still tested positive this morning, so I'm kind of hoping to uh, hopefully go back Tuesday. We'll see. Yeah, well, regardless, regardless, I'm still going. I'm still push trying to push you on. Hey, when are you going to send in that uh, application recording, Phil? Like I just said, I had a sore throat for the last week. <laughs> well, oh, I don't know. You certainly sound good now, though. I'll say that. Or at least yeah, maybe because I because I would totally lie about having a death defying virus <laughs> for sure. Well, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying it's good now, so I'm just looking forward to. It. But you know how I'm reminded of that episode of Friends where you know how it was that running gag that um, that uh, she that um, what's her name uh, the goofy one uh, Phoebe. Phoebe. Yeah, Phoebe. I know it started with a. I was thinking Philly uh, Phoebe is that she's always does that smelly cat thing and she's not a good singer, but she's goofy about it. And that's where she got the appeal, but she got it, but she gets a bad cold in that one episode. And ironically that cold makes her voice lower. So ironically she sings a lot better. Yeah. There's something you can about like when you get a sore throat and like, unless you probably already have a naturally deep voice, it like deepens it somewhat. Phil's already got a good, like, you know, yeah, radio voice. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll drop it down. It'll drop it down. Like, uh, yeah, when you have like something congested, congestion or something yeah. going on, yeah, you'll, it'll drop it down a little bit. Yeah. But it could add, you could use it to your advantage. But then, you know, trying yeah. to do voice work when you have a sore throat, that's got to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, it is not. Yeah. I can tell you right now, like, as someone who's had sore throats on a con, uh, it's all on a constant basis, like, my throat is like, it's a it's a miracle when it's not dry. Uh, I'll put it that way, because like oftentimes you'll find myself you know clearing my throat or like coughing or whatever. But I don't know. I have a dry throat in the morning, like almost all the time, especially if I have to get up early. Like, yeah. like early, I don't know what it is. Like, yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. Like just waking up, like when I get up early in the morning, like a dry cough is almost the first thing. So I gotta like take a few swigs of water or take like a hollows or something like that before I jump in the shower in order to. To like not like feel like I'm coughing a lung out, but then it like after I'm up and moving and get a little something to drink or something to eat, I'm like fine. Yeah, I'm always one of those too that I wake up dry throat, blah blah blah. Yeah, it, it's just no no matter what you know, especially when it's um, when it's warm. <laughs> yeah, you just feel like that. But anyways, um, so how are you guys doing? How's how's uh, how's how's your week? How's uh, how's yeah. being fit for stuff? What you watching? <sighs> <laughs> I just watched House of Dragons episode three earlier this, this evening. That was awesome. Yeah. Good episode. Yeah. yeah. Good episode. Yeah. 
uh, rings of power, I can say, is awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Let's let's hope that G- that George R. R. Martin gets around to actually finishing this franchise. Huh. Is that what? Is that what he needs to finish his books for sure that are part of the main. So are they yeah, just like nice are they just like kind of rushing into it? Like he doesn't have his books, the story's done, yeah. but they're like, we're going, we're going. Buddy. So I think what's going on with this one is he wrote the it's quite kind of the history of the the Targaryen family, like yeah. you know um, the the um, fire and blood or something like that. I think is what it's called. So he basically wrote a separate thing that they're now adapt. Well, not separate, but it's like prehistory to the Game of Thrones main storyline. Yeah. And and then that's what they're ad- adapting for the show. Yeah, uh, I mean, so I think that 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 is like a standalone piece in terms of his writing. Anyway. Uh, the thing he hadn't finished up up with is his last two books that are supposed to be part of the, the Song of Ice and Fire series, which is what Game of Thrones yeah. was all based on the first, yeah. in the first place. So. And, and by the way, like if him whining about how the show ended, I'm like, dude, it's your own damn fault. This show, I mean, that's the thing. Like when they started the show, like yeah. when, they, when the first season launched, you know, Martin probably felt like, oh, I got some time because, <clears> you know, <throat> he, he he was at least like four or five books into the the series and the writing. So, like, he probably figured like he could finish writing the book before the show caught up with him. But then, like, yeah. the show just kept moving forward, and he just you know kept falling behind and procrastinating. I don't know. I don't know if he he got involved in other things or. Yeah, just kind of lost focus in terms of how how to handle the story or what it was. But basically, the show caught up with him and surpassed him. And the show was like, "Well, we know how we know the basics of how George is planning on ending his series, even if like he's going to get at it from a different route." Um, Yeah. So he so they just decided, well, we we can't stop making the show to wait for George to write the book. So yeah, made a decision to go with it that way. That I mean, like much as people like to complain about about you know about Danny, you know, going dark. I mean, people have pointed out if you pay attention to her arc, there is setup for her going dark. Like the regular, oftentimes where she threatens, hey, yeah, where she's like, if you piss me off, I will destroy you. She she does say things like that throughout the show. So, yeah. Okay. I, I, I need to end up. I need to eventually get into the into the sure. world. I'm hey, not, Dave, hey Dave. Here's here's my little bit of a okay. For, here's a couple of thoughts because I was thinking about this earlier today because okay. I was like, how, how do we convince Dave to jump on jump on not only Game of Thrones but House of Dragon? So I mean, okay. So here here's the first part. Even in Big Bang Theory, there's a moment where like Penny talks about how she she's gotten into Game of Thrones and all the other guys are like, "Wait, you love the show?" Because like that's the, the thing that nerds are always into. And they're yeah. like, why? She's like, it's got dragons and people doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. That's a good yeah. that's, like, that's like, told me right there. I was, was going to say, like, what, what's not to get into? Dragons and titties, man. There's really nothing more to it. <laughs> that's a, that'd be a good bar for. Well, and uh, if, for and the thing is, too, if, if you jumped in it this way, like, if you jumped in with the first now three episodes of House of Dragon, you're going in without any kind of preconceived notions of what it is. And it's a prequel series, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah so, so I could, so I could actually do that, and then eventually yeah. get to okay. Yeah. So, so if you watch, like, start watching House of Dragon, yeah, and then jump into the main Game of Thrones show, it might like give you like a completely different angle on things. So, and the other thing too is, it doesn't if you're if you're someone who's just not a fan of like the the like 
I'll just say the Tolkien style fantasy or that kind of thing doesn't suck you in. There's enough other things like there's all the political intrigue that goes on, like to the, all the it's it's similar to like I, mean, I, I think when they pitched it, they were kind of like um, they they equipped equi- uh, made it like said it's like basically the Sopranos but set like in a medieval medieval era. Um, yeah. So yes. there's all like there's all the various like you know yeah. different houses drama and everything and and it yeah. starts off without the magic and fantastical stuff and then the magical more, more magical stuff sort of slowly kind of creeps its way back in yeah plus all the sex i'm sure you'll get for that but, well, but thing, that. there's all sorts of twists like it plays with a very yeah. it plays with a very conventional like three-act structure in their terms of like what you expect of like the heroes like there's throughout the series it kind of puts a question mark of who's a hero and who's not like and it's un- un- like some characters are very clear like upright people but then like there's other people who you think oh they're just horrible people and then they sort of have a redemptive story arc to some degree over the course of the show it makes you question like motives of certain characters um and even in in reading the books like there's a lot of times where you're not sure which character's perspective you're supposed to trust like because mm-hmm. they're going to have their angle on how they view things and then there's going to be another character who has a completely different version of the same series of events um different understanding of it so you know because he because martin writes it in point of view perspective so he writes it writes it from uh, individual characters rather than like yeah. a third person narrator so yeah omniscient yeah. So, so the fact that you have un- you have unreliable narrator perspective all throughout the show and throughout and throughout the book series too. So that is always keeping things interesting. Like they'll they'll mention a character from like some of the events that took place that led up to you know like it's kind of the backstory for the show. And in the first couple of seasons, you think this person they're talking about was a complete and utter villain, but then like you start hearing other characters talk about this person in the backstory. They're like, Oh, actually he was a more upright person. And like, it was only that one guy who hated him. You know? Yeah. And yeah. if I, if I may, Dave, I mean, you're obviously, I mean, you're in a Dune, right? Dune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dune and actually, and I've been uh, talking with some guys, like I've been doing like a, uh, a book club with, with some, with some guys, uh, some folks. And um, we were getting into Dune and Dune really is on the one hand, it's, taking it was taking inspiration from lord of the rings and on the other hand it was almost a pre, it was almost a prelude to game of thrones because there obviously there's some political invo- politics involved with the, with the different houses fighting each other but on the other hand obviously there's that grand epic you know mythology sense of mythology and prophecies and so on so basically yeah. if you love dune you can see value in both in Lord of the Rings and in Game of Thrones. Yeah, think I mean, more, think of it more like Braveheart, but with a little bit of sorcery in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I, I, it's not like I haven't watched the Lord of the Rings movies or I've watched the movies. Yeah. I just never rewatched them over and over and over again. You know, it's never mm-hmm. like, okay, I watched them. They're good. I could see what the hype's about, but I'm not. It's just yeah. the fantasy lore. Has never been something that just brings me in. And when it comes to even like Game of Thrones, I'm like, all right, yeah, eventually I'm gonna have to get into this because usually what ends up happening is like I hold off, and then all of a sudden it's just you watch a first episode or a first movie, you go, all right, I'm in, and then you just I, and I know I'll enjoy it, and it'll be uh, it'll be something that you know that I'll be like, why did I wait so long? And blah blah blah, I'll start saying all that stuff. But it's just I never jump right in it because there's always something else that I want to watch first. Right. And the thing that. is, even even when you start start watching the show, if you ever endeavor to get into reading the 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 book series, 
then you quickly realize that there are I don't know I don't know how to explain it. There are significant differences, like certain characters go one direction, and they're like the more the smaller characters, like the more supporting characters, they go in a different direction than what the books do or what the show does. So it is kind of you get you get an interesting like oh so this show this is doing it's two different versions of telling the story. Yeah. It's kind of I like that. that. Yeah, I like that way of storytelling too. So that's already intriguing me right there. I like that. Yeah. Like there are characters in that are still alive in the main book series that are dead in in the show <laughs> that like died in the like last couple of seasons of the show. So oh really? So yep. they're not really following everything to a T. Yeah, they don't follow it, it, everything to a T in Game of Thrones. And it makes yeah, it on the title cool. like. Like the, the show is called Game of Thrones, right? And they make a point to let you know that not one single person is going to be on the throne for very long until the very end of the series. So, yeah. I mean, it makes Yeah, I mean, I remember when, when I remember everybody was always, anytime it was Game of Thrones night, it's like that night, everybody's like, like place your bets and shit like that. So, yeah. oh, for sure. I, mean, I can see the draw of it. Yeah. I can see the draw. Yeah, I'll get into it one of these days. I just got to revisit and, uh, it's just funny how like both of those are just coming out now, you know. It's like, wait a minute. Uh, for a minute, they're always like, wait, they're both coming out at the same time. Holy shit! I mean, September yeah. is just kind of a lot of lot of stuff coming out in September when yeah. it comes to when it comes to uh, TV for sure. So yeah, well, I'm I'm personally fo- looking at um at the She Hulk show. I'm certainly mm. been I'm liking it. Been watching it. I'm up to date. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those where I, I said it on the Vox show. I'm like, I'm enjoying it, but yeah, there's moments where I go, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But honestly, but honestly, look, I mean, it, it, all that stuff that we cringe at with Shield, it's it's what we co- we come to expect from Marvel nowadays. Ever since Ragnarok, yeah. I mean, I I thought I legit while I was watching the most recent episode, I legit thought Megan the Stallion was a fictional person. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, and then it comes to the end credits. I'm like, wait, she's real. Oh yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> so, for sure. Like, so that one was definitely like weird for me. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually surprised. I honestly thought going into this 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 season this or the series, it was going to be full blown The Office and Parks and Rec. Like mm. that's fully what I expected, and it's actually holding itself back from that quite a bit. So I like the whole like she's defending, you know, you know, super people i guess you could say like she's gonna yeah. be doing that and of course we've got the abomination tim roth love tim roth yeah um, you know so i'm like i'm liking all that part of everything wong is another secret weapon of the mcu He's and i love game. wong yeah so i enjoyed yeah. this last episode but i turned it off before that mid credit scene because it was all over my freaking timeline that day so i was like i don't need to see her twerking i've seen so yeah. many different people either complaining I mean, about look, it or defending about it. It's and I'm much like, to do about nothing. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I know. I mean, I look, really honestly, people are getting, look, uh, getting uptight about it. I'm kind of like, yeah, it has nothing to do with the plot line. It doesn't affect the story or the character or anything yeah. like that at all. It's literally a throw. Yeah. I mean, the show is designed to be a comedy in the first place. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, a throw, it's a throwaway yeah. moment that has no bearing on anything else. Yeah. Really. Honestly, it's I, one, I, th- yeah. I think the weakest point of the show and it's, its entirety is all the CGI. A lot of the CGI really kind of weighs it down a little bit. But then again, that's kind of comes with the territory of doing a show about a giant yeah. green female lawyer. So yeah, yeah. and I'll and I gotta say this. I mean, like, and to to all the guys, folks on my side of the aisle, they're going woke. I mean, it's like okay. First of all, with all due respect, Ben Shapiro, like just. 
pay attention to the actual scene because like people were pointing to the scene where she goes on that rant to Bruce about all the stuff she's had to go through and people are like, well, excuse me, all the stuff that Bruce has had to go through is a lot worse. Yes, they know. That's the point. You look at how Bruce is reacting when she's going on her tirade and she's got, he's got this tired, you know, smile on his face. And he's nodding along. He's like, whatever, honey. Sweet See, I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't interpret that at all. I had I interpreted him as going like, "Oh, I, I didn't think of it that way." Yeah, that's yeah, I, completely, I completely misread. Either, read his reaction way, than you. Well, either I, way, I, I liked what she said in that point. So I was like, "Yeah, yeah. I mean, like because I'm like because I don't think about what women have to deal yeah. with as far as deep, 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 being, you know, well, either way, but, or like when or like if they're you know uh, male uh, colleagues yeah. don't play their capability or something like that. You know, like yeah. I don't think about that kind of stuff." But still, but still, like and either I, way, I, want, and I, I'm, I'm an egalitarian, and women should have the yeah. oper- equal opportunities, exactly. and like that. When they feel like they're not being given that just because for whatever reason, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you know. So well, I, mean, hey, I mean, she, she was super, uh, super, super. The Supergirl show was way more heavy-handed on on all yeah. that stuff, anyway. So, yeah, but I mean, like, she was, she was raving about Captain America's butt, and then now we got yeah. to see her, her butt. I mean, hey, hey, yeah, all right. Yeah, and I will say this: either, yeah, either way. Every time, like peop, everything that people points to, or that people will point to in the show is like woke, woke, woke. And I was like, guys, pay attention, because a little bit later on in the show, whenever she raises up something that we would point to as woke, she grows. She grows over the course of the show, and she's realizing, hey, maybe I was looking at it from the wrong perspective. Maybe I was oversimplifying things. And she goes through it. She gets more. As she gets more self-confident in herself, she learns how to overcome all this stuff that she's going on about. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Matt Murdock. I'm looking forward to being disappointed Definitely. of, uh, you know, <laughs> not being that, not being the the Matt Murdock that we saw over at uh, Netflix, it'll be uh, obviously lighter, but regardless, still looking forward to seeing him. And uh, we got Tenacious Bitch and uh, William right here. What's going on, guys? What's going on, dude? William, you're so far back. Yeah, I got a different setup. I just got done doing our live stream at Game of Thrones, so I just brought everything back up. Uh, You got your Roku on, I can see. Game of Thrones, House of Dragon. Uh, House of Dragon, yeah, Game of Thrones, House of Dragon. We did a live stream, and I did one right yeah. afterwards, and I came back upstairs after we were done. So got me set up like that. So, yeah, just testing out new stuff. And, yeah. Jacob, you got a haircut, so you're feeling yeah, a lot. Look at that. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you're talking about hot weather. That's um, <laughs> having long hair and that. That's uh, Yes. Really, yeah. Really, I had to cut it, finally. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. shit. Cool off. Yeah. Yeah, summer, summer needs to end. That's for sure. That's yeah. Uh, well, supposedly, uh, what from the weather report I see, it's supposed to cool down after next weekend. So, hopefully, hopefully, awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be in the. Well, no, I mean, it's, anything's gonna be better than in the hundreds. Now, well, for us, it's gonna be like in the nineties and hopefully eighties. Dude, nineties yeah. is like winter for me. I would love the nineties right now. We got heavy rain yesterday for the first half of the day. Humid and stuff, huh? Was it all humid and everything too? Not really, no. To oh, be honest, good. it was more humid the first few weeks of me being out here, and then it's calmed down quite a bit. There's a tiny bit of it, but not a lot. What's I'm in Ohio. Oh, okay, yeah. How's, how's because, like, want, yeah, because if you want to talk about humidity after the rain, I mean, geez, Florida is like, look, you, you all want to talk about humidity? Come to Florida for a little bit. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Nah, get it. 
been there, done that all over that whole state. And yeah, well, you want to visit Florida? I've never been. I want to go to beaches. Where yeah, you going? Yeah, go there to visit. Uh, not during. Well, don't go during the spring, maybe. Yeah, don't go. I will say don't go through the summer. It, don't go through the fall either. Yeah, because yeah. like, what makes it worth it to live in Florida? That one of the main things to live for if that that makes it worth it is um, annual passes to Disney, pretty much. That's it. That's well, all. Or, or, or SeaWorld or Universal Orlando. <laughs> so you got, no. you got attractions. You got attractions. You, a, you, you know, it's called, it's called tourism. You can be a tourist and fly to those places if you want. Yeah, <laughs> a year. But no, no. But if you have the annual passes, which you're, you're allowed if you're Floridian, then you can come. You can be a tourist for a whole darn year as opposed to having to get that one. Disneyland Universal around him if he wants to. You know what Florida also has? Oh, yeah. Alligators. You know what I don't yeah, like? Yeah, they have a lot of alligators. alligators. They roam the like alligators. They roam so the I'm street. never going to Florida. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, I'm sure you guys you guys have all seen that video of the of the of the uh, alligator wrestler. He's facing that he's facing that Florida gator with a giant with a giant trash can with a thing up. With yeah. that yeah. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was a funny video. That was a good yeah. video. That's I was like, great. fuck that. I would just be like, nope, I'm calling somebody. Nope. Animal control. 100%. <laughs> I mean, geez. I mean, so, I mean, over here, it's like, there's, uh, I know there's like mountain lions, like, well, not in my yeah. area, but, you know, closer. definitely there's in my mountain area. Lions. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. Well, not yeah. directly in my area, but like, you know, 45 yeah. minutes north of me in Folsom, there have been a few mountain lion sightings. Mm. See, that's, the... that's, that's freaky. Uh, I remember seeing a video where, um, um yeah some dude was just riding a bike through a trail and yeah mountain lion just started approaching him and he just was like i think he well he had a gun on him he had like a, a rifle or something i don't know at least but he was just trying to like scare it away like get out of here go and it was just like it was just like hissing at him and then he finally oh I think he fired a shot like in his direction and then it just took off but yeah yeah just, that's wild it I was like walking around my old school in in the Sacramento area, so in like early morning in the parking lot. Time, time to look for a new place to live. <laughs> what do you got in Vegas? Anything? Coyotes? Uh, we got coyotes. We have snakes. Uh, there are wow. there are some mountain lions. But here's the thing, though. I don't care where you live. Mankind, <laughs> yeah. You stay in the city, you're generally okay. It, mankind was not meant to blend with wilderness after a certain amount of time. Yeah. And all the yeah. people that get attacked by animals and stuff, if you get attacked by an animal, that means you were too close. Yeah. yeah. We are bred yeah. to be city folks. We are bred to be live amongst the concrete jungles. We evolved away from the animals and gave that back to them. So it was I not meant for a second marriage. All right. I yeah. moved to here um, at almost the right time because it was either like a few months ago or maybe it could have been last last summer. But like you know, when you walk, you know, step outside my door, especially in the evening time, you can hear like all the cicadas in the trees. And oh things. yeah, when it's humid, oh. yeah, that's which yeah, is kind of like, honestly, it's kind of like a, mysti a mystifying, hypnotic sound that's kind of neat. You know, to be I honest, just, I, I just wish like I had it. a drone with raid. But, like, but then, like I was told, like oh, there was a, I can't again. I don't know if it was just early, during the summer or if it was last year, but like we're like every seventeen years or something like that, like all the cicadas like emerge and they're like fly. It's like almost like the apocalypse where they're flying yeah. around. And you have to like swat them around, like, you know, use a tennis racket to like get them out of your way or something like that. Yeah. Well, so you have cicadas. We have, you have cicadas in Florida. What we, what we, uh, it's the love bugs that are hell. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the hell's yeah. That? And you know what, you know what, 
the whole they're not even native to Florida. The whole reason they're here is because the scientists over with the Florida Gators, you know, the guys who gave us Gatorade, so I'll give them credit there, but they got it into their heads that love bugs eat mosquitoes. So let's bring them over here to finish off the mosquitoes. And they came over, they don't eat the mosquitoes. What they do is they breed and breed and breed, and they basically mess up the fronts of our cars, but they don't eat the mosquitoes. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Please. Ugh, the animal kingdom, my God. But yeah, you're right. It's like, yeah, in order for uh, we're we're bred to be like in cities and shit like that, and and but then we have to deal with miserable people. <laughs> yeah, people, people camp and they hunt and they go out into the stuff. I'm like, I don't camp. I I, I camped yeah. for years. Uh, it was government mandated, and I saw it. As soon as I was done, I was never going to camp again. I don't hunt. My relationship with food begins when it's on my menu or on my plate. That's it. Uh, yeah see i mean you like fish? you know fish no. nope uh, I, I fish at the commissary when it's frozen <laughs> it's frozen and i, I want, can hey, take one out that's when he, okay now see you're definitely you're definitely a military man because you call it the commissary nobody oh, yeah. no nobody else calls it the commissary william uh it's a grocery store which is always on base they call it the commissary yeah when i was growing up i didn't know it was grocery store for the longest time commissary yeah PX, the PX. A, Oh yeah, the PX, the fucking oh man, the PX. Well, hey, on the Warner Brothers talk. Studio tour, if you ever do that, like when yeah. the tour guides will talk about seeing people at the commissary sometimes. So they do have yeah, a lot right, on the Warner yeah. Brothers lot. Or about, or how about call, referring to the to the restroom as the S room? You know what no, the S room? The, the three S's. Shit shower and shave. Yep. Yeah, we yep. call it the latrine. Oh, my dad told me all that shit. Don't worry, I know yep, it all. There you go. Yeah, I never heard S from until now, though. And I was oh, there. yeah, my, my, he's like, yeah the, yeah, the three S's shit, shower, and shave. Um, yeah. that was part of his, but but yeah, it was just when you said commissary, I was like, holy crap, I haven't heard that. I grew up shout every Saturday morning, man. Yeah. That's we, that was like the highlight of our week was going to that in the PX, you know. But yeah. you know, you grew up on the Air Force Base, that's what you have. You, you yeah. know, well, Walmart was nothing yeah. to us. We, I didn't yeah. go to a Walmart until I was an adult. Yeah. Uh, just never yeah. <clears throat> you know? No, but uh, what was I gonna? Uh, I was gonna veer off into something else. Oh yeah, I know. Like, well, yeah, bugs too. I'm having like a water beetle situation in my kitchen. They're like, uh. I, they just kind of came from somewhere. Now it's like crap. I don't know what the hell. I didn't even know what they were. I thought they were little roaches. No, they're little freaking water beetles. Water what? beetles. Water beetles. That's why they're just like they're just like in my sink. They just like chill in the sink. And I'm like, why are they in the sink? Oh, they want water. Well, here's some water for you. And I just flush them down the drain. Good luck. Yep. Dicks. I don't know. I, I'm yeah. one of those people where like if a snider gets into my apartment, I kill it. Like I don't have oh, yeah. like I just oh, yeah, I'm not I've known people who are living like oh, oh, yeah. try to scoop it up with a piece of paper and put it outside. I'm like, no, you no. came in my house. Like I mean, you're done. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like reverse it. If that spider was, and you know, I'm gonna have a nightmare tonight thinking about this. But if that spider was <laughs> big, would it do that to yeah. you? No, no, it would fucking no. eat you. It would, you would totally just kill would, you. Actually, no, a, a spider, a spider would not eat any anything like that because we have bones, and it, remember, their digestive systems they have to liquefy their food. Uh, so yeah. really, that, that's why they eat insects. Even if a spider okay, was William, you had off. to say that. You had to get that well, no. detail. Liquefy their food. A spider, well, a spider could be a thousand feet tall, and it would still have the same digestive system. So I mean, yeah. I just kind of hope. Go back powers. to the Lord of the Rings. We all saw Sheila and her stick, you know, okay. photo and 
everything. So well, that's that's false magic and mythical nonsense. Speaking of big spiders, enough. Okay, Eric, you just kind of, you made me jump right now. Jesus, that God. made you jump. That looks a like little my, bit. Uh, a little bit. I just kind of went like when I looked over and I saw, I was like, oh shit, yeah, oh yeah. I yeah, have my definitely afraid of spiders. So that's yeah. not yeah, really yeah. killing me at all. Yeah, I got, <laughs> yeah, that's well. Weird. I got the spell last year for Halloween, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah just like yeah, yeah. The first glimpse made me do that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I had to do it. I had to do it. It's the big furry ones. That's the thing. Yeah, it's funny. It's the big furry ones are, are the least lethal ones. It's the exactly, big, it's the but they look so. Oh, I hate I know, black widows. Don't really freak me out. Black widows don't really freak me out. Tarantulas freak me out. Like a mother. Yeah, tarantulas are the most yeah. powerful thing. Yeah, and they don't do anything. They don't do anything. People have them as pets for some reason. Yeah. Why? Weirdos. Gee. Yeah. yeah. But, he, but they will that. like. Not but they will like motion like like he did will stretch out his hands. It's like don't piss me off. Hey, back off, back yeah. off. Yeah. That's the scare. That's that. the scare away yeah. birds. That's the scare yeah. birds. Yeah. But, yeah. but also, but I will say this. Now. Yeah, I will say this. When it comes to like bugs that pit that just scare me or piss me off, I'll say wasps. Like I don't want to yeah. be anywhere near them. I'm sorry. Yep. No, because yeah. like one time, one time a waspy, I was trying to swat away a wasp nest and all that. One of them like got on my lip and like stung my lip and all that, and it was like inflated for the week. You, you got yeah. lucky, son. You should have just ran. You shouldn't have been swatting. Yeah. You should have just ran, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I know. But everything just ran. Like, no, I'm gonna life. spray him down like hell. But my brother told me this. Oh, no, my brother told me this story of a, a stunt he pulled when he was in high school, or like his friends, like maybe his junior high, but they tried to talk him into it. And I don't remember if it was bees or wasps. But like you know how sometimes they'll hover over a trash can and things like that. Yep. Yeah. So like his friends were like, hey, go do this. And so they would like try to reach and grab one in their hand and like what? shake their hand and then like throw what? it and watch the wasp go like, like fly as if it's dizzy. Yeah. And my but brother tried that. doing it and like he did he did the same thing and threw it. He's like, it's still there. But I will oh, say this God. like be very careful, like beware of wasps if you've got fig trees around there. Because here's the funny thing. There's a symbiotic relationship between the two of them, like because you know how like bees and other other like things they will go to flowers and drink from them. A wasp, the wasp will hover around fig trees and will drink around their flowers. But here's the thing: when a wasp dies, the um the fig tree will eat them, swallow them up, and they will use that energy to make the wasp the, to make the figs. Wow, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, creepy. Yeah, it's funny because when I, I heard that so like a, a few months ago, I was like, "What, really? Okay, wasps do have a purpose on this earth other than being evil. How about it? <laughs> well, everything has a purpose, but not yeah. my house. God damn it, get out yeah. of my house. Yeah. Exactly. But real. I do know that like a fig tree. So a fig tree is essentially like a big Venus flytrap, but they're yeah. but they're partial to wasps. That is weird, man. Man, I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, so learn something tonight. But yeah, anyway, so uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's talk about some uh, Warner Brothers discovery shit. How are oh, we feeling, man. huh? Oh, feeling well, good. Well, well, great. Well, Honestly, that. that's not sarcasm. I'm feeling I'm feeling as optimistic as I. Okay, I'm okay. Let's, let's have William start. Let, let, since okay, let's have William start. Yeah. So you're feeling pretty. You're feeling good. So why why are you feeling good? About because it? there's a there's a plan in place. The motives mm -hmm. behind the motives behind the decision making are sound. Yeah, uh, the prioritization is, is being is where it should be. And it hasn't been for nine years now. Yeah, um, you don't get the feeling that stupid shit like super twins and, and things that could be good are going to happen out of place. They would rather move things around 
and and take the questioning and the beating, questioning and the beating over rescheduling things and extending things, then release things that shouldn't be released. Like I'm gonna yeah. give you a perfect example. I liked the Suicide Squad. I thought yeah. it was was a fine movie, but it was it was it should have never been made, and it should have never happened when it happened. That movie being released at a totally different time, supported by a whole lot of other things, would have been a knockout movie. So they seem to be have a different. Um, genesis and they're th thinking about how they want to do things and yeah. the best thing is they don't give a fuck about what bands think right now and that's important at this point in their their juncture of what they're doing they cannot yeah. give a rat's ass about fanboy logic all right they have to do what they need to do so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm i'm optimistic i'm there's grown people in the room now and they're shutting out the non-grown people exactly exactly yeah. I'm That's ready good. for. I, I I take this line. I, I appreciate your optimism, and I'm mostly there, William. But I'm also sort of along the lines of like, you know, I just I just don't. I, I I've kept this line of thinking for a while. Nothing is official until it's official. You yeah, know, that's right. Like, that's travel fair. is not back until there's a press release or until he shows up in a scene somewhere, you yeah. know, like in, in a blackout and post credit scene. So like you can have all the rumor mill and speculation. You can have all the talks mm -hmm. and negotiation. And, and I'm sure like, you know, Dave, the people that you you're in contact with know more things than like all the rest mm -hmm. of us. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know, but even if they know things like things could change like the very next day, you know, like, yeah. The way it always is. Nothing's official yeah. until it's official. We're not going to know if Kevl or Ben. Well, we know Ben's coming back for the reshoot. We came back for the reshoots for Aquaman two. We're going to yeah. Oh, he was a part of the Flash. If they're, you know, they put if they they got time to retool whatever they want to in the Flash film, and if they want to add more Ben, they could do that. Uh, if they wanted to add Henry, and they could do that. They could do a whole number of things. Um, what it's, I, I don't. It seems like that they are trying to put the focus back on, well, back on the Trinity, really. And, mm -hmm. and put the back on Superman, Batman, and, and Wonder Woman and try to get back to, like, what made us all invested in these characters and in these versions of these characters. And you have to start with these cast members. I mean, like, I, I know I, I've said it before in some capacity or another, like, you you don't automatically get in... It, it, it take even for a fan, it takes time to get reinvested in a new version of a character played by a new actor, you know. Yeah. Like, yes, was Robert Pattinson really good as Batman? Sure, like, you know, I, I'm fine with that, but like, I'm still going to need at least one more movie to be like really fully bought into his version of three years from now. That's, three that's just me now. personally, you know. And I think but, it, for general audiences, it does take more than one film to get re reinvested in a new version of the character. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Warner Brothers under the previous regime never got there with Henry Cavill. They never got there with Ben Affleck, um, and they kept on second guessing themselves all along the way, thinking, "Oh, just because it's the popular character, it's going to make a billion dollars." No, that's not how things work, you know. And well, you know, it's whereas you know, I'll, you know, I'll just use Mar Marvel like uh, okay, Fox. Fox made sure they had access to Hugh Jackman as much as possible. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. at any point along the way, Hugh Jackman could have said, "Nope, I did two or three movies. I'm done. Out recast." And then, two and, then, and then they would have had to, you know, then they would have really had to figure out how to rejigger and restart things. Um, yeah. You know, so they got lucky with Hugh Jackman for sure. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think Marvel. I mean, there's a whole mm -hmm. reason why they're not recasting Black Panther because, like. 
people were invested in Chadwick Boseman's version. Of that's the a mistake. That's a mistake. I, but that's I a agree, but I think that's the yeah. one. Yeah. 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 I think that's we all one of the few, few mistakes that they've made in a long time. But right. but this is another thing that DC doesn't have, and this is where reboots, where reboots fail. Most reboots fail, by the way. People don't realize that most reboots fail because there's a reason why you're rebooting anyway because you have poor decision making. But you have to, in order to start again, what you worked on had to have credibility to begin with. They don't have enough credibility to reach yeah. this point. They don't. People don't trust them. As like I said, why? It's like basically, I kept giving you money. You ran away with that money. You left and you came back and said, you know what? I didn't do shit with your money. But can you give me twenty more dollars? And yeah. how many times are you going to keep doing it? It's exhausting. They don't have the credibility to start with a new Superman. They don't have the credibility exactly. to start start with a, you know. And with, with the standalone movies, like I said, they're great. That's fun. That ain't the money that these guys were, were buying this company to make. Standalone right. money is not gonna that's, is not gonna do it. And that's why money. I kept that's yeah. why we keep saying it's like you, you know, you, you get Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill on board, you fucking do a team up, you do a Trinity, exactly. do something where it's like you don't have to have the full Justice League, but if you can get Batman and Superman in a movie again where they're not fighting, they're team yeah. full on team up. Yeah. World's finest. I know, like you know, obviously they probably wouldn't use that term. Maybe they would. I don't know. I know. Announce that you've locked him in for multiple films. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a six or something like that. Like, like, just call it, just call it Batman Superman, and then underneath World's Finest, like oh, a yeah. parallel to Batman be Superman but without the V. Dave, I asked you this question, and I, I love the answer that people gave the other night. By the way, um, why am I? rethinking a storyline a that was never ended and b makes it so that you don't have to scrap and scuttle a lot of these things that they're talking about and that's yeah. the problem with credibility when you don't end something nobody gives a shit about what you're about to start you got to finish mm. something first you have to prove to people that you can finish things and not yeah. just geeks like me not just not just eggheads like myself the general audience <laughs> looks at things in a different way but you, apathy is the worst thing that you could ever have lingering around your project. And DC yeah. re rebooting and not finishing the, the very major story arc that they started, that's a credibility issue. And that's why I always say, yes. don't restore the Snyderverse, resolve the Snyderverse. And yeah. from that platform, you go on to whatever the hell you want to do. But I'm never going to, it's a trust issue. Why should I trust you with something new yeah. when you never finish the old thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, for proof of that, just look at Sony with Spider-Man. I mean, I mean, yes, they shot themselves in the foot with Spider-Man 3, but then what they do, they reboot, and they give us Amazing Spider-Man 1, which is, okay, passable, okay, I can, I can, I can, I can, I guess I can accept this. Amazing Spider-Man 2, But see, with Spider-Man, they, they ended the story. Spider-Man yeah. 3, as horrible as it was, but I got resolution. It does. But, yeah, but again, but again, in order, but, but after that, in order to get any kind of credibility back with a third Spider-Man, they had to introduce him through the MCU with Civil War. Well, not necessarily because there's no live-action Spider-Man movie that made less, made less than 750 million, as far as I know, even yeah, the yeah. bad ones. So, but even all those, those generations of Spider-Man, with the exception yeah. of what happened with Amazing Spider-Man, not because it was at a crossroads when they were they were dealing with, with another studio, but mm -hmm. those storylines, for the most part. Um, the, the original Spider-Man, 2002, all the way, that, that storyline was resolved. Even though Spider-Man 3 wasn't that great, it was resolved. The yeah, big, it was still resolved, the, yeah. The, and the I will say, with the, the, the Snyder yeah. thing is that it's not been resolved, and it's just hanging yeah. there. 
You know? Well, I mean, like yeah. the thing about by the way, I mean, I talked about this, William. It's like I think, like when it came to the heroes, they were fine. But yeah, it's the dark side story that that didn't get resolved. And the <sighs> fact of the matter is, like it's like to me, it's like all right. So when it comes to them, all right, they all the stories I thought when it came to the the heroes and Zack Snyder Justice League was like a cool. They wrapped it up in a bow. But when we got this, we got this dark side that could come out. But obviously, they need to have like, hey, fit some shit in there. In the meantime, because obviously it's going to take yeah. them a bit to get here. That's why I kept on saying that. So that's why I kind of pushed the whole, like, resolution on stories when it comes to the heroes. I think, all right, it's. I think it's. It was fine, but yes, you're right about the the dark side story that needs yeah. to be like. All right. I mean, the whole reason the way, I started writing my Man of Steel's mm. sequel script because I thought there were unresolved storylines and from Man yeah. of Steel itself that were not picked up on in BBS and. And Justice League. So yeah. that's the yeah. bad. That's the bad part about movies, though, is the fact that they're like you have yeah. a little amount of time to tell all this stuff, and then and then of course they have they've been they've been sitting on fucking Cavill for what six years? I mean, it's just it's six years. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I had people defending that those executives. I had people telling me for the last year that those executives weren't going to go anywhere and that they've done great work and that they're going to be around. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, I, I, at I, you I, right, I, I, I that. But uh, before we get started, uh, more uh, Doug, what's going on, buddy? Sorry, yeah. sorry, you're back there for a little bit long. I was like, oh crap. That's all hey, right. Dad. Just enjoying the conversation. Hey, yeah, by, no problem. By the way, Dave, um, yeah. are we allowed to uh, talk about your uh, tea, your tea about uh, Cavill on uh, the Patreon page? Which tea? That the <laughs> negotiations. Oh, negotiations. Oh, I, guess, I mean, I like, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the like, studio the negotiations with Cavill. I mean, there's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously when it comes to the whole Marvel thing, I mean, that's, as far as I could tell that that's always been like a thing. I mean, Marvel. Why is that? DC too. I got a question. Okay. Why? And I'm, I'm seeing people on timelines and whatever I go saying, oh my goodness, Marvel's going to sign them away from Warner Brothers. No, what they're not. Crow Magnum. They're not going to sign them away from Mar that, they're, the, yeah. the reason they're not going to sign them away for for a long time. They're not doing multi year long contracts anymore. So there's no way they can pull him back. Well, he can do both. Any of he can, exactly. You think he's he going to turn do down money? Nobody's well, turning down money. Way, yeah. yeah. No. And by the way, by the way, like, and I love what you, we were talking about. It's like, no, it's not going to be Hyperion, but there is. An inter a good chance that they might do, say, Doctor Doom. And by the way, him being Doom is interesting because Doom like always is like always in that has that thing over that metal over his face. So you're not going to see his real face. So you're just going to see. And I, I've actually said this. Look, have Henry use his normal Brit his normal British accent as Doctor Doom, and then that and then and then there's no problem. He doesn't sound like Superman with the when he's doomed. There you go. I'll figure out something to yeah. do with and show his face because Cavill is one of the most handsome men on the planet. When I heard that when somebody name drop, when somebody name drop Doom, I was like, well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I was like, well, I, I like I it, but at the same time, I'm like, would he go for that? Because his face is going to get jacked up and well, he's going to be covered I'll, and he's a handsome I'll devil. Then I thought, that's brilliant, though. Yeah, I'll say that. In his origin story film, Give him the mustache. <laughs> give him a mustache. Uh, a freaking mustache. Well, and the thing is, if, if Cavill were to sign, let's just say Dr. Doom does become a reality, it's not like he's going to get his, I mean, I, okay, who, who knows what Disney could do. They could announce a, do, a, a Dr. Doom Disney Plus series for all, all I know. But, like, yeah. 
he's not going to be the lead in multiple films. No. You know, but, 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 eventually, but eventually, but eventually, he'd be, a villain, he'd be a villain appearing in various films. So, like, he wouldn't be, you know, he wouldn't, I don't know. It wouldn't but be the same thing when Chris you Evans think so. needed to be available for whenever they needed Captain America. But eventually, yeah. he'd be the big baddie of the yeah. Avengers right after Kang. I think yeah. they're. I think they're going to go with Doctor Kang. Kang. Yeah. Why? Huh? There's no. If, there's if not no good Kang. reason why he because Kang be and... whatever be whatever he's going to be in Marvel and be whatever he would be in DC. It's exactly. Kang. He can be both. Imaginary characters. Okay. He, he's exactly. Playing somebody else. He gets, yeah. and yeah. He's what not turning down that paycheck. Phil, Phil, what were you going to say about that? Uh, the thing is about Kang and Doctor Doom is he could be a villain alongside Jonathan Majors. Like Jonathan Majors and uh, Henry Cavill very well could be like the iconic duo that Kang and Doctor Doom are in the comics. They're a well, lot, they have teamed up a lot, so it wouldn't so like, see that, like that. See, that was too. that was always my question too, because like Secret Wars comes out after Kang Dynasty, right? Right, mm -hmm. exactly. So I'm thinking like I'm like yeah, see that makes sense now because it's like yeah, it seems like there's gonna be there should be more than one baddie. It shouldn't just be one baddie that's happening and. It's Sure, Kang's like he's a lot to handle. Sure, but yeah, see that makes kind of sense now. And with Fantastic Four coming out also in twenty twenty four, huh? So yeah, you might be honest. Hey, hey, yeah. They can yeah. announce him as Reed Richards on Tuesday and Superman on Wednesday. <laughs> Listen, uh, nobody, Danny, Danny Garcia, Danny Garcia is not turning down that cheddar, and neither is Henry Cavill. No. All right, no. and there are there are people who is whole their whole lives, and they make six digits a year. And their job is to schedule and make these things logistical possible, logistically possible. So there's, no, I don't see any reason why he couldn't play one character. He's going to take all the money. Nobody's going to be like, "There's fifty million on the table. I'm only going to take twenty-five. No, I'm taking all fifty. I'll, I'll add to this, William. Even if, I mean, I know people have said if he takes Bond, that means it's it for Superman. But like, look at how many, look at the time intervals between the Bond movies. There's like three to four years between each major yeah. Bond. Yeah, film. man. So take there's a good time gap. Yeah. Like, go back and forth between Bond and then Superman, and he can go back and forth between I mean, the two of them. So. Yeah. He won't be a movie I mean, like forever. Yeah, I personally, I personally prefer him to do like a, a Man from Uncle a sequel, but then with the lack of Army Hammer, I don't know how that's going to turn out. Yeah, that's, that's out. That's out. That is out. As much as I would love to see that, that is now. Army Hammer working at a Chick Fil A now. I think something. Yeah, but but as but as for Bond, look, the tradition for casting a Bond is that. And even if he's not a nobody, he's got to be a relatively small name. I mean, yes, he cast Pierce Brosnan after he was in that show, um, but still, or, or or like you know Roger Moore after he did The Saint. But still, it's not like you hire superstars to play Bond. No, so I, think I, think, next, I think the next Bond will be. They're going to get somebody that's in their twenties, late twenties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's going to be a new guy. Bond should be like a president. He should be the minimum youngest thirty five. Yeah, he should be young and thirty. But because by the time, no, because by the time he's 007, 007 yeah, he's got, yeah, he's yeah. got a well, and he's in the military. He's got a full-on military. He's retired. Every generation, he's a commander. I, I think I don't want, I don't want to scrub. Yeah, yeah, but see, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, maybe they'll have to do something different. Where it's like, maybe we see more of pre 007. I don't know. It's just weird because what was great about Casino Royale is like we saw him before he be, essentially became a 007 because yeah, you know, he was already old. <laughs> Daniel yeah, was I know. Was but who is who is the guy that they're saying? Yeah, but who is the guy they were saying was the front runner right now? I forget. But it was this guy. Uh, we Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> no, no, no. It was some guy that we hadn't heard of, but they did say that he was the front runner. 
there was, uh, was Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill was like well, it wasn't Henry. It was someone else. It was some it other was, guy. Uh, it was Henry Cavill's name thrown around more from, often than not. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a. Are you thinking about that dude from Bridgerton? Yeah, oh, I think so. Reggie Jean yeah. Page. Is that who you're first? Yeah, there you about? go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. yeah, the guy who was like I mean, not a very good bad guy in The Gray Man. Yeah. He was not a good bad guy. He was not. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I'm he just glad not. that like the Brocco the Broccoli's are sticking to the standpoint like no James Bond needs to be a man. We're not going to gender yeah. bend. We're not going to like too misogynistic. Yeah. It's too misogyny because, is built into his character. The so. fact yeah. that I will say he's, the a, fact he's that a womanizer. Both, he's a womanizer. Yeah, fact, That's what yeah. Bond is. Yeah, and the fact that both Daniel Craig and Ana de Armas uh, have said no, you don't make Bond a woman. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'd want to see? Another movie that never got a sequel, or I think they're working on a sequel? Atomic Blonde. Somebody yeah. Dude. I think Celeste is wrong with that, that movie. That movie was fantastic. There, there's a, Ed Brubaker wrote an amazing comic book called Velvet, which is all about yeah. a, a female spy in the 70s, and she's basically yeah. a female James Bond. And she's, she's got experience and is, is a big yeah. character. There's no reason you couldn't. That's right for adapting into a well, film. Well, what about what about? I mean, you know, you had you had Goldeneye, you know, in the same company, and on Nintendo 64 made Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark was a fun. Yeah. It's a future. It's a it's a secret agent in the future. It's a it's a female. Great game. I played it fucking like like crazy. I I kept hearing that there might be a Perfect Dark adaptation, uh, adaption, but I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But yeah, then you well, got that. I mean, way back, I mean, way back after. Remember with um, Die Another Day, there was all that talk about about doing a spinoff with Halle Berry's character, but it's just because it's Halle Berry, you know, she's yeah. just a superstar, you know. Yeah. So they wanted she's to be great, like, hey, she was great in that movie. Die Another yeah. Day was my favorite movie before uh, Quantum of Solace. No, Quantum of Solace what? was the West. Quantum of Solace. I'm kind of. Here's the thing. I'm kind of with William. While I don't think Kwame Sauls was the best of Daniel Craig's, it's not nearly as bad as people say. Now, oh, it no, is- it's awesome. It's, it's both both Casino Royale. It's Casino Royale. It's slow, but in the yep. middle of Casino Royale, you're going on a ride, and it's the first time that they bridged two Bond movies together where they were yeah back to back because that car chase at the end of Casino Royale was right in the Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace is epic. It's an underrated Bond movie. There it's are not as bad as people make it. Underrated. It's not as bad as people make it, but yeah. it's kind of. I mean, I mean, I mean I, I, uh, Octopussy. Octopussy was wretched. Okay, and that's yeah. to me. People think that's one of the greatest Bond movies ever. Underrated was great. With Quantum of Solace. I love the opera sequence where Bond, like where you hear the opera playing. Wow, oh, you see yeah, Bond when he's the, the uh, bad guy. Yeah, yeah, oh, that. that's so good. I think it's just because the, the final half of Quantum of Solace just like goes so quick and it's just pure action. Or, like, yeah, that's like, the thing. Because so Quantum of Solace is, is yeah, because it's, it's, it's so fast. Oh, it was a victim of the writer's strike. Yeah, because it's Quantum so fast paced that you're like, what just happened? Well, it starts out with a car chase. It starts out yeah, literally like, with the car chase and shooting. <laughs> yeah, because like I remember when I saw Kwame Sauce in theaters, and then it was done, I was like, whoa, wait, how is it done? I feel like it was just halfway. Well, yeah. all of them were, were, were one large, for the most part, story arc, which is before Daniel Craig, they didn't do that. They just gave you, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was always just like a one-off, like a one-off story yeah. for everything. Nothing ever connected. So that was yeah. that's what was cool about this one is the whole thing was one big story exactly. of James Bond, which was great. And I'm wondering, so, okay, are they going to do that again? A sequel to View to a Kill, which is one of the worst Bond movies. 
ever. Oh, Vito Kill. Which who is that? Who's in that one? Grace Jones, Christopher. Uh, great cast. Horrible movie. Yeah, yeah it was the last Roger Moore. Was the last, last, okay, it was the last Roger Moore. Twenty yeah. years yeah. after Roger Moore should have stopped doing James yeah, Bond, and he kept right. drinking, yeah, okay. bringing him out of the casket. Here, pump yeah, it up. Are you alive? <laughs> Are you alive? One more film. One more film, Roger. Come on, wake up. And I, oh, that was just dreadful. And then, same thing with Sean Connery. That that was a few. That was three Bond movies to. Uh, yeah, and he was and he was like and he was so old like when there was that movie that was not part of the official canon but it was it was a reboot of um of Thunderball called Never Say Never Again. Never and I just mentioned that one. Oh. Yeah, and he was like, oh. and he's so insanely old. Is like, look, I get it. You're trying to go for the nostalgia of Sean Connery, but he's way too far gone. I mean, even oh. even just Daniel Craig for his run. I mean, his run he, his with Bond was like what 15, 16 years, something like that. Yeah. And he's yeah. like in his fifties right now. Yeah, he started yeah. at forty, I believe. He started at thirty. He started at forty, but he was. Here's the thing: his forty in two thousand six versus Roger Moore and Sean uh, Connery's forty. Everybody's yeah. Well, I mean, that it was the whole. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, well, going back to Cavill, like the the people who were saying like Cavill is aging out of the role. I'm like, oh if, God, if yeah, Daniel yeah. Craig can still Seriously. be a physical force Cat, in no time to die. Cavill Cavill looks younger now. Yeah, yeah. Cavill's thirty nine. Cavill's thirty nine. Cavill, listen, fanboy thirty nine. Cavill thirty nine. Two different things. Okay? Yeah, yeah. People get paid millions yeah. to say exactly. thirty nine that most yeah. like many thirty five year olds would want to like. Exactly. exactly. So, that impregnating people by building computers online. Uh, he's, he's exactly still like that. With that, and same with Amy Adams in her in her like late forties right now. It's like, well, she doesn't look it much as what people like say. Ah, she's way too old for Lois. She's way too old. Have you looked at her, you idiots? If you did not know her age, you would not have said she was too old. No, it's, it's just. <sighs> and I don't know why not we put that. that. Like Superman said, doesn't age the same as normal humans do anyway. So that exactly. argument's totally irrelevant in, to begin in, with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chris, Christopher Reeve though. played the role for how long? Yeah, seventy-eight to eighty. And what people tend to forget is that Marco Kidder was also several years older than Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Yeah. Ages. Who cares about ages? My God. I don't know why people dwell on fucking ages. It's like whatever they look like, they look good. I mean, as long as they're, you know. They try exactly. to relate what their lives are and how they're aging and the resources that they have to keep themselves. And then, like I said, you talk about somebody whose job, the rock is 50. His job <laughs> is to look like, like that. 54. That is your job. Yeah, exactly. And also, yeah, I so, mean, look, and even it, even we're in worst case scenario, uh, de-aging technology has gotten so good that they have that, you know, we'll just look at Mark Hamill with the way they kind of sort of used him in, um, in, uh, in, uh, you wouldn't want a whole movie of that, okay. though. Like, no, you, you wouldn't want a whole movie of it, but it's not like, you know, but they're so far gone that it would be, they wouldn't work. Nah, it'd be, they don't need to, they wouldn't need to do any de-aging for anything. Yeah. I think everybody looks pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, even Affleck has, in the past couple of years has de-aged himself a little bit, too. Or, I mean, look at him, look yeah. at him. Look at look at look at you know at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Obviously, we know that was additional photography. Yeah. He looked fantastic. I mean, he did. Money, yeah. money, uh, and hot thinner. women. We'll do that for you. Yeah, money when and hot banging, women. You're yeah. banging hot chicks. When you're jumping from <laughs> Anna Demarest to J Lo, you're going to stay <laughs> young. 
<laughs> you got guys who will never get. Listen, Jeez. most of us come. Talk about James Bond. I mean, uh, now, okay. Leaving that side, there's also there's also um um there's also Leo DiCaprio and every and every woman who has to be younger than 25. So, <laughs> oh jeez, that's his own issue. But well, go. But yeah. like, okay, so here, going to try and circle back to like how we're feeling about everything. Um, as far as I mean. Ben's going to do what Ben wants to do, obviously. Like, no one's going to force him anything. But I really think that Alan Horn being there as a consultant for Warner Brothers is a major reason why, at least I hope, Ben is willing to do more. Because Alan Horn is the guy who gave Ben his chance as a director. Like, you know, no, like he, he came out with. You know, Gone Baby Gone, The Town, Argo wins an Oscar for Argo, and I mean, going back, I know you guys were talking about the vodka stream about like when Ben was cast as Backflat, Batman as Batman. I was all in on that one because I was like, The Town is halfway towards being a Batman movie. It's a crime drama, it, like it could be set in Gotham for all for all it's worth, you know. Yeah. So like if Ben Aff- and he was in great shape for that one and played like a very a darker character, you know, in that in that movie and. That that convinced me that Ben was good to play Batman. So, like Alan Horn is the guy that gave him his shot at that one. And I bet Al, I mean I can't, I, you know, to be a fly on the wall in those conversations with Alan Horn comes back in the building. Like, what'd you do that you sapped the creative juices out of my boy, no, no, <laughs> yeah. brothers? You know, like he didn't. He, how long has it been since he's directed a film? You know, mm-hmm. uh, so it would be great to have him not yeah. only just come back to direct passion projects yeah. of his own again. Yeah, that's like, oh, now I'm willing to play Batman yeah. again more and maybe yeah. even do his Batman solo project if he gets another director to direct it that he trusts. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Well, yeah, and all these people, all these people that are saying, oh, people are Warner Brothers creative decisions that their creators are going to flee. I'm like, once again, fanboy logic says that. All right. <laughs> and I'm, listen, I'm a fanboy. I mean, some will. I'm a fanboy. Not enough. Not anything critical that's going to set them back. Because even yeah. the guys who are working on back are like, yeah, we've given another shot. We do it again. And with Alan Horn in the conversation, trust me, with the extraordinary pile of shit that Zaslav inherited, the actors and people who understand, they know. They've been watching Warner sure. Brothers the last uh, 19. So yeah. they know. They, this, isn't, this isn't an everyday situation. So Alan Horn be, even being part of that conversation, even as an advisor, that adds instant credibility amongst the people who we really need to make this a positive outlook. I mean, yeah. uh, he's going to pick, the, he's going to be part of the person who picks. I mean, if it's Dan Lin, I don't even need to know a lot about Dan Lin. All yeah. I need to know is Alan Horn consulted in the decision making and look at yep. his list of decision making. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I Good think Alan me. Horn was a huge win. Um, Doug, you've been quiet. What are your thoughts about? Uh, that's actually a good segue. I was kind of uh, thinking if Dan Lin's the guy, who's everybody's kind of, who would you love to see on that committee for DC Studios? Who would you Not want Jeff to be in Johns. the room? <laughs> <Not> <laughs> Jeff Johns. I think, I think he's oh, yeah. uh, out. Yep. Uh, so you're talking about like a committee, like like well, who would he have like underneath him, like and basically his team? You're saying right, right. Hmm. That is where I do feel like Deborah Snyder could fit in on, on a mem- as a member of a creative yeah. committee. And yeah, I, I feel like she could fit in. She she wouldn't do it at the expense of producing Zach's stuff, but she could come in to some degree. You know, yeah. uh, I mean. Yeah, Jim Lee wouldn't take too much of our time. Jim Lee, I know. I was thinking of like a Jim Lee. Jim Lee, yeah. I could see Jim, Lee, Jim Lee's a must. Being brought Jim in Lee's as a part must. of it. Yeah, yeah. Grant Morrison, yeah, yeah. These are Grant Morrison. Yeah, Alan Heinberg. I know Colbert brought him. Uh, Colbert on, brought him up. 
Honestly, if you want someone in DC Comics right now who's doing some of the best work that they've done in years, get Tom Taylor in there. Tom Taylor's writing some of the most Tom Taylor, some of the most spiritually Uh, faithful comics in DC Comics today. Tom Taylor knows what he's doing. Yeah, Uh, Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. I would want Scott Snyder to be part of it. I don't think he would because he's very, very focused on his independent comic work. Probably, I guess. But in that case, be there for yeah. it. I would love I would love to see Dan Jurgens on that team. Dan Jurgens. Because I, that know, is not, my nothing Superman. against him. Nothing yeah. against him, but okay, now we're talking about making movies. Right. I want some comic book consultants on there like the Jim Lee, Grant Morrison. These are great guys to have on there. Yeah. But the majority of the people that I need on his on his committee, his small council, okay, in that case, are, are filmmakers. People who know in that how case, to translate the stuff into movies. Yeah. In that case, give very I would say give very serious thought to a Kevin Smith. Because Smith, you know, with his knowledge of comics and his filmmaking, then you have that balance right there. He almost had that job like 25 years ago, and he didn't. Yeah, because so. and he's talked about like I would, I would after agree. writing that script for uh, Superman Lives, they were offering him the the keys to to potentially being you know the Kevin Feige for an early DCU. Dodge, dodge the bullet there. Hey, listen, Kevin's <laughs> right. The reason I disagree, Eric, is because I love you, anytime but I'm he, glad you... <laughs> just listen to how Mark Bernard pitches story ideas on their Fat Man and Batman yeah. uh, podcast. He's, he's a fanboy. He, he's always backing what Mark Bernard or Mark, Mark Bernard comes and up. The, with. And you know what, Carrie? And Terry, I'm really glad you brought that up because Mark Bernard is exactly what's wrong with half of the Hollywood writers these days because they have mm-hmm. this mentality of I can do it better, and it's like no, you can't. You can't even write a coherent yeah. DC comic. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, one person I would want to be on there, um, the guy, I think it's Eric Helbing or something like that, and he's the current showrunner for Superman, Lo- Superman and Lois. And that show is good. So I think he could be a, oh, yeah. a good person on that creative committee. You know, maybe even, I don't know. say what you will about Greg Berlanti I, in the CW-verse. He did everything with that on a very small budget. He understands the yeah. idea of connecting pieces to the grander universe. My, I, my, I would my, rather uh, set it on fire than have Greg Berlanti. Well, here's the thing. Sorry. Even Carrie, I think my issue with that, like the showrunner, like if by bringing on showrunners for DC stuff, they're going to bring the agenda of let's bring let's bring that let's bring more of the stuff that I was making or let's not expand what I was pre- making. No, 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 not unless they set the precedent of all the CW stuff that you've been working on. That is going to come to a close. We are going in this direction. Like they have to make it clear. To the people well, coming in, what they're coming into, they're they're gonna they're gonna lay out the parameters of the sandbox. Yeah, they but even still, their creative people, sensibilities people. will still carry over from doing a, a TV yeah. show. Yeah, I think Berlanti, Berlanti is yeah, what Berlanti is. That's serialized storytelling. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we don't want. Yeah, we don't want. We don't want it to feel like a CW thing anyway. So yeah, I'm with William on that. I don't think just bringing in a guy who's been involved in a CW show yeah. automatically means he's going to make. CW from, what I, from what I gathered, Zaslav's not a fan of uh, CW, so I don't. Yeah. That is probably, when there's like a whole, he should definitely yeah. get an interview. He should definitely get an interview. But I think that yeah. interview process, as far as like, I think that he has a mindset. I, I I think he can tell a story, but I think the mindset that he's approached, I don't know if you can change that up, even if you're given parameters. Some people can. I mean. I don't know. I, it's probably going to be people that we don't him, even know give, or I'd have give, heard of. I'd give Eric Helbig the benefit of the doubt, personally. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be I, no I names. Todd, Todd Phillips is almost a given, but again, he would focus more on the spinoff stuff that he's doing. 
Yeah, under he's, the he's too much of a uh, let me do my own thing director. I think. Yeah, yeah he, he, yeah, he's a, hand. a proof of that. Yeah. The Hangover films are proof of that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. He wouldn't be able to. He would not. I don't think he would have this insight of like, how do we build a universe? He, he wouldn't yeah. be, able to be part of that. Fair enough. Fair and that has to be the first check that's marked off when you if, sit if, that person if, down at the desk. If it's if they're saying, okay, we're going to have two tracks. We're having the track of like the DCEU where everything's connected and there's a grand storyline that's a through line through all of the different things with, you know, the solo films and team up films. Okay, you need your group for that, that people, the group of people for that track. But then if you're going to do the black label track where, yeah, uh, standalone stories, Todd Phillips could be part of that. Yeah, I in that case, well, I would I would think because if we're talking about the guys with experience, like you were talked about the uh, the Superman and Lois Lois uh, showrunner, what about? I mean, I mean, I know that that the sh that hit their new show is now you know shopping is now like network shopping, if you will. But Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, would they be? In? Paul Dini for sure. I would love for him yeah. to be part of the writing of the, special, the uh, yeah. creative committee for sure. I yeah, because like Bruce Tim was the name Bruce, that I thought of. Yeah, because yeah, oh, while Bruce Tim is running Tim. the Cliff Crusader show, wherever it's going, but Paul Dini, yeah, was almost a given. Yeah, yeah. you know what's I mean, funny? It's probably going to hmm. be people we've never heard of, though. Oh, that's always that's always the case. That's always the case. That's all. That's always what we always lead to. I mean, nobody heard. Yeah. You know, who knew about Dan Lin before this? And then all of a sudden, yeah. we go yeah, back. Oh wait a minute! Shit, that guy. Oh yeah, knew about Walter Hamada before Walter Hamada took the role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, what I think works in Dan Lin's favor yeah. is the fact that he's produced a variety of stuff. He really has. He's not pigeonholed to one thing. I mean, like, oh, you, have wow. the Lego, you have the Lego movies and the It films. You couldn't have two polar opposite things. Yeah. Holmes, Aladdin. I mean, he's gone all over the place. Well, well he, I mean, his passion is, is, is well, DC, so he said he had, well, that was a passion project. Are you guys looking at the chat? Al Kazoo just suggested John Peters. Yeah. Are well, we going to have a big spider again? Are we going to talk about yeah. spiders again? Well, but Dave, do you know anything about spiders? <laughs> they're the big, they're the biggest, they're the fiercest animal in the insect kingdom. You know, it's funny. I actually watched Lost in Space last night for some reason. Oh, Remember really? the movie Lost in Space? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah, because I watched, I put on Maverick, the the not Top Gun Maverick, but Maverick, the Mel Gibson movie. I was yeah. like, I was like, I don't watch it. I love that movie so much. And then of course, yeah, Hulu, just, hey, maybe you want to watch Lost in Space now? <laughs> and then it just put it on, and I was like, I haven't seen this movie in years. You know, I'm like, at it's my desk, like, it'll just play. Yeah, yeah. I was just tinkering with stuff, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave it on, and I forgot. Like, there's some good things about that movie, and there's some dreadful things about that that whole spider thing at the end with uh, Gary Oldman as a big fucking spider. That was uh, that was a choice. That was definitely wow. a crazy choice. But I'm kind of, but I don't think that was Warner Brothers, right? That wasn't John Peters and his spider no. fucking fetish. <laughs> yeah, I thought he got that yeah. off in Wild Wild West. Yeah, he got it yeah, off in Wild Wild West. That's right. That's what Kevin Smith. Speaking of westerns, I started watching. I haven't finished it yet. Bone Tomahawk. Have you ever heard of that one? I have, but I have not seen it. Which it it's it's Kurt Russell and Patrick Wilson, and supposedly a horror film. But I haven't got to the horror part of it Owl yet. Man. So. The Owl so be, but Kurt Russell in a western, like you, you know, that's I'm in for that. Good. It's good. Good. No, but back to the whole Dan Lin thing. What's crazy is we still haven't got confirmation, and you know when 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 that kind of stuff happens. From what I gathered, 
it's what can be referred to as politicking is like, you know, you, 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 you want the gig. So, hey, start, you know, hitting up some of these trades. They start going, hey, there's a rumor about so and so. You get the reaction and it helps you get the gig. So I'm kind of wondering if there was something with that, you know, just like how the fuckers on the way out, like Hamada and all them and Sarnoff, they yeah, tap right, right, pieces. Yeah, they start writing hit pieces to try to like tarnish and on their way out. This is like the opposite of like, hey, let me boost myself up. So I'm kind of wondering if that was the case when it came to Lynn. I don't know. I don't this know. is just this is the disappointing part about the, the whatever whoever the DC head is. It should have already happened. Yes. Listen, we, yeah. we nobody wants the gig. The, no, there are people who want the gig. All right. But, uh, on certain uh, terms, doesn't feel like it. <laughs> well, no, because it's been mishandled. There's nobody. Listen, you're not going to turn best. down that, that kind of job. We're, we're not talking about we're going to come in with the old regime. We're talking about a guy who has credibility giving you an offer. We're not. Most most people are going to look at it that way. But the problem is this process should have been started when the merger. I know legally you couldn't do things, but there's no way in hell. There's mergers happen all the time and moves are made. Um, you have to know who you wanted. You had nine months. You sat on that for nine months. You have to be sending emissaries to people so that you could hit the ground running. Because right now, it, you're running into uh, uh, your next major movie is on October 24th or 21st. And the marketing for that has been stunted by all of this. The so Day one, as soon as the ink was dry on that merger, with DC being the priority that it is for him, that he has said it is for him, day one, you take you move your shit into the office day two you announce a dc head we should not be here on september 4th wondering you know if it's yeah. a done deal or not it should have been a done deal on day two of his administration i so agree that's the problem also, i have with that i agree but he also needed to weed out some of the other people that would have been a roadblock to that like they're the paying hamada yeah oh who, yeah. okay if I'm, I'm your incoming boss and there's no changing that what's the weeding out you that's it's called inevitability I, yeah. I mean that yeah. you, you don't even have to make it overtly. There's there's ways. This guy's been in Hollywood for forty years. He's been around this this the entertainment industry. There's people you can send. You you know who you want. There's a there's still a PR pitch. perspective. Like I mean, as much as we would have yeah. loved to have seen the headline of Emmerich fired, that was mm -hmm. never going to happen. Yeah, he was going to go out gracefully. The reality, no public firing yeah. of any kind for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the reality of a merger is things that people yeah. understand. You don't have to have a reason. No, I mean, what, what always happens is like they never want to have like, oh yeah, he was fired, so they give him the the deals. Oh, now he's got a a, a deal. He's a production company. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what Emmerich got. That's what I think. That's what John Berg got. Uh, Ahmada is going to get the same thing. I mean, they all want to get their deal, so then they get like some money before they they take up. Essentially, yeah, they're fired from their position, but it's never. But they could. You know what, Dave? They could have hmm. just came out and said, "You guys are fucking fired." You know why? Because I'm here, and here's the reason: yeah. Why am I here? If I'm David Dazov, why was I able to buy your company from 74 billion that it sold before to what 43, 46 billion? I don't need an explanation. Fuck the PR. It's math. Math yeah. is undefeated. 30 exactly. billion dollars off of your value, and and 43 billion dollars in additional debt. I don't need an explanation. I'll put that shit in black and white on every publication I want to, and then I'll put yeah. those numbers right next to it. William, mm -hmm. uh, do me a favor. Check your audio settings. I don't think you're coming through your mic. I think wow. you're coming through like another mic. I don't know, because the way you bumped it, it should have made a lot more bigger noise. And you sound like you're kind of coming off of like another one. So maybe double check the audio and make sure you're coming through your uh, your actual microphone. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was like a microphone. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's double check that. I just, yeah. I will say this. How about now? Else the there chat, you go. Say it again. Talk again. Talk again. How about now? Go ahead. Can yeah, you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good. You got it. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. I, I will say this. Someone in the chat, I forget who brought up Chuck Roven coming back and being part of the of the yeah. DC team, but yeah, because it was a bit. He, he did help with some stability there. I mean, I mean, uh, granted, it wasn't like he had much power against you know Emric and um, and uh, Sujihara, but still, like there was a bit. He was you know one of uh, Zach's friends, if you will. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah, he's been a reliable yeah. producer, but he's he's too old at this point to. Yeah, I guess. Well, should Alan, Alan Horn was Alan Horn. Horn. Yeah, <laughs> he, he could st he could be a helpful per like if they're forming the creative committee or whatever for a DC Studios, he could be a good person that like helps get it, the ball rolling, and then maybe yeah. retires in two or three years or something like that. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, I, I. All I want is yeah. to actually. I mean, if Dan Lin's the guy, then fucking announce it. Let's do it. The fact that it's yeah. that it's been over a week and they haven't announced it, I'm like, I'm starting to get a little worried. Like, what's going on? Are they just in heavy negotiations? Is he asking for too much? Is are they asking for too little? I don't know. I mean, everything's so up in the air when it when it comes to. There needed to be a fandom, by the way. There needed to be. Oh a yeah, they're definitely needed, but they on, they weren't. Gonna, yeah, that's what's. Yeah. yeah, they weren't gonna. It was like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, they need to do that because they didn't have a coin, they didn't really have much of a well, craziness at the Comic Con. Yeah. But it's like, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about why there's no. I under, I fully understand why there's no DC fandom because what would they have broke. to talk about? Yeah. Really, they're fucking broke yeah. too. They couldn't afford it. There's that, and then there's not much to talk about when it comes to obviously everything's pushed to next year except for Black Adam. It They're would be. They have yeah. to wait until, and the reality is, they can't just keep doing the thing that they've been doing for years, which is just talk about the stuff that we already know. Like, if they're really going to change, if Zaslav and his team are really going to make a statement about how they're running the company, especially specifically DC, differently than they have in the past, and again, you got Alan Horn there who mentored and led Kevin Feige for the last decade, really. Um, you know, you're gonna have to come out and say, like, look, you have to like announce new stuff to the people. You have to tell them where you're yeah. going with your with your product and with your company, with your your line of films and shows or whatever, and explain how you're gonna connect the dots. Like, you're not explaining plot details and character arcs, but you're explaining you're giving at least the hints of how these things all work and the roadmap that you're you're going for. Uh, that's uh, the reality. Is that's what. <laughs> It's not just what fans expect now. I think there's a, enough, not all of the general audience, but enough people who pay attention to that stuff. Um, where that are like, if there's a, a if there's a DC films slate that is announced, it's gonna make attention on social media and will catch news attention. Yeah, Cavill not showing up at Comic Con was the biggest news of Comic Con in my exactly. Opinion. It was. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Marvel had a good. You know they had a good a panel, of course, but yep. um, but yeah, when it came to when it came to DC, it's like nobody nobody was talking about uh, the trailers that we that were released. They were talking about you know, Henry Cavill showing up. Yeah, I mean, Superman. Him, yeah, him like not Frank. being in the building was was bigger news than, than yeah. anything yeah. else. Uh, I mean, those are the conversations I, I had with people in line to get in a Hall H. Is like. Rumor has it Henry Cavill is in the Bayfront Hilton Hotel right there. Right. there. So yeah. If he shows up tomorrow, we're going to go yeah. nuts. But we we don't yeah. know. It's all rumors. 
you know. Yeah, so, and then here's the thing. Like, the, I, I look, again, for the, again, being there in the room, the Comic-Con crowd did react positively to The Rock and react positively to the footage and everything like that. But Henry Cavill not showing up did suck some of the air yeah. out of the room after they were done. Yeah. But again, I do feel like the way that The Rock responded – um, yeah, he was so he was vague about it on stage, but then afterwards he made it clear. It's like, look, Henry Cavill is the Superman of our time. I feel like he was deliberately like he was saying what he could, but he couldn't say anything overt because I really suspect that that is that that supports the idea that yes, he's going to appear in Black Adam, but it's a spoiler at the very end, like a credit scene. I think it's going to be. By the way, they're going to leak that credit scene. If, if oh yeah, it'll, like, it'll oh, be. Oh, it's it'll, getting leaked. <laughs> it it needs thing, to be leaked. Yeah, that's the thing. Again, like, like, as soon as, yeah. as soon as anybody like a, a screening, somebody's going to pull out the camera and be like, "Boop, there you go," and it's going to blow up the internet. Yeah. Oh, you, you know and, who's going to be there? Somebody so within Warner yeah. Brothers that's ordered yeah. to. But still, like you, you're actually secret as possible. But still, they want to keep it a secret as much as possible, like which is why The Rock is not saying he's no, there. The reason why The Rock didn't, A, because of the whole issue of COVID, but there's negotiations. They're going to be negotiating all the way up until the, the ninth inning. And when those negotiations yeah. are done, there's going to be things added to Black Adam weeks of the week of Black Adam. All right? wow, okay. I've been to test screenings. I've been, listen, dude, I've been to movies and stuff that, that they've done where, they, where there's big things that said scene goes here. Or there's a green screen, yeah. or there's some idiot sketching, and yeah. this is like does, Tuesday before the movie comes out. So yeah. trust me, they can do and, that if they yeah. want. To. And the, the, the Avengers fear happened, and it did not have the shawarma scene. And at the end, uh, Whedon yeah. and, and the cast filmed that, and then plopped it in when the yeah. when on the actual you know yeah we're, 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 Chris, we're Evans, Chris Evans had a beard and he had to like they had to like yeah. put all this stuff on his face yeah. and then he had to sit there like that he had to go through like two hours of makeup just to cover his fucking beard for a yeah. stupid wow. <laughs> yep so yeah. they, they can, they can do for, it and they certainly like and all this talk about like the people like saying in the screenings that there's the shadow soups but yeah it, it's obviously a fill in that they'll replace yeah, with Cavill when he's in. Yeah. And, and then you, David Zazov will, will make a call or a text to some stooge down at the mailroom and said, oh, why don't you send this to John Campier or somebody make sure that it gets out, just like that <laughs> Venom 2, when they basically had a decent movie with Venom 2 and decided we're going to send it to movie. me, Zaz. Yeah, we're going to shred Venom 2 because nobody's coming to see Venom 2. Yeah, I mean, I know when 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 that whole Campia thing happened with Spider Man, it was like, is he not getting in trouble? All right, that there's something weird going on here. I think they. Uh, fucking, they I mean, I mean, yeah, and then by the way, he has gone to screenings from Sony. He's, the people are saying he didn't get invited anymore. Oh, yeah, he, they, he, they, he they, they get a video those. from one. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's not, like, it's not like you yeah, don't know a plumber, Dave. What's that? It's not oh, like you plumber. don't know a plumber when you need one. Oh, good lord. Oh, the plumber. the plumber. Wow, it's been a while Jeez. since the plumber references. Oh, yeah. It's been a long while. My God. I haven't seen that. Might as well hire a good plumber yeah. to plug, start plugging the leaks, huh? Well, I don't know. It's oh, like Nixon. Nixon. Plumber, <laughs> like, plumber versus cable guy. Place your bets. Yeah, yeah, there you go. No, but I mean, that's oh, one of the cool. things Zaslav really is trying to do is like, and that's why you're going to see people, you know, the, the normal people out there that have sources to the studio. They're not going to have those sources anymore because they're either out or they're going to be out because, yeah, Zaslav's not going to be like, he's trying. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be foolproof. There's always going to be leaks. There's always going to be information yeah. that gets leaked out. Sure. But he's going to he's trying his best to like because it got really bad. At, you know, this last regime just was like. 
it's just it's a Mickey Mouse job of I mean of like running the what was going on and everything. So, but Zaslav is a whole different beast where he's going to be trying to you know just I mean, plug did all anyone, every little week. Prior to the Hall H panel for Marvel, did anyone guess or did it? I mean, I I don't know this for sure, but like. Was anyone really saying, oh, the next two Avengers movies are Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars? So nope. anyone know Actually, there, there were trademarks filed like the day before the comic yeah. announcement yeah. happened. So yeah. the trademarks are different than, like, than, yeah, a, was, than before, like, an exclusive before, headline on THR or Variety or whatever. You yeah, know? There, was no, there was no scoopers out there going like, oh, hey, guess what? I mean, everybody assumes Secret Wars. That's just like one of those things. Like, if you, if I you assume thought that was a it's a classic yeah. Marvel type. If you thought that was yeah, yeah. Like See, Dynasty, no I was less surprised about Kang because yeah. you're not gonna oh Kang is such a Dude, that's half the scooping game right there, William. You could have did something and said it's exclusive. I, well, okay, hold on. Dude, yeah. I, I, don't, uh, I, I think what, of Kang what, as a like collector. Ever? When I think of Kang as a comic book collector and I see him introducing any of these movies, I immediately thought, okay, this guy is gonna be part of a story arc because you have so much to tell with him. There's no way you could just get away with not having something built around them. So when they announced that, I'm not saying I knew it in advance, but to me, that was a logical, that's great. I mean, no, I'm just saying know, was, that that's how the scooping game can work. It's oh, like you yeah. just play off of shit and then say you fucking scooped it. I mean, I'm yeah, just, the fact that, that once you scooped, that shows you like how you control the leaks. Yeah, yeah. You put out what you want to put out, but then there's leaks where you want to, like I said, if Cavill is in the Black Adam, trust me, you're going to get some really, really clear uh, cell phone footage that's very stable that it just gets leaked out, you know, not that fuzzy mm. stuff where the guys in front of you and the kids crying and it's in different language <laughs> subtitles. You're gonna get the good shit, and it's because the guy, the popcorn guy from Sony or not Sony from uh from Warner Brothers is gonna be there making sure because that's gonna build a hype for that movie. There are gonna be people who are. But isn't that sad though? Isn't that sad the fact that it's like a cameo of Superman at the end, Henry Cavill Superman? No, that's... you know it's sad. You know it's sad that they've built a litany of non-A-list characters that you have to do that. If, if if Black Adam was an A-list character, you wouldn't have to do that. Dwayne Rock Johnson is all the movie that this movie, this money that this movie is going to make is going to be because of the notoriety of his name. I got people yeah. that come in. I got fucking Justice Society sitting right here. People don't know who that is. The general audience yeah. doesn't know who that is. So no, yeah, you have to put an A-lister in the movie in the cameo. To, to because you put a B list movie, and that's the problem I have with the previous regime. <laughs> Fix your A listers first before you start giving me Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Not saying that those don't need to happen, but we, listen, there's a reason why the talking raccoon works because of everything the infrastructure built around it. All right, and that's what they need to do. If you're going to give me the Z listers, that's fine, but give them to me in the context that works so that they can be successful, so that we don't have Howard the Duck type situations or really good movies. Yeah. Really good movies like the Suicide Squad or good movies like that that are good, but they're out in the ocean with no support. So yeah, they 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 have to. Just, it's sad, and you're right. It's 100 sad. But hey, you you gave me a seedless main eventer, so now yeah. I have to bring in the guy with the chair shot to save the match. We're we're at a point where general audience, like both fans and general audiences, are expecting and and wanting this serialized storytelling done over movies. Like I mean. Us when we we all grew up, like it was basically Star Wars was the only yeah. serious serialized storytelling you had in films and like and another trilogy here and there. But like by and large, everything was standalone films. But now, like we got a conclusion to the Nolan Batman trilogy, we got a conclusion to Cap and Tony's story arc in Avengers Endgame, we got a conclusion with Game of Thrones by the end of season eight. You know, we got you know, and so like 
So I think audience come to expect, like, if you're going to start a story, plan to finish it, which is to your point, William, like the Snyderverse never got to see, we never got to see a, a any kind of level of conclusion. If there is, I mean, we know from Zach's storyboards that Ben Affleck's Batman would have had a conclusion. Uh, you know, Henry Cavill probably could have kept going as Superman for a little bit longer beyond that. But like, we never got to see the end of that story arc, the end of that resolution. So, exactly. uh, so I think, I think audiences, I wouldn't say the audience. I think audiences want that. I think they gravitate towards that. We as fans, because we know this stuff from the comics and from whatever else, we we assume that's part of the mix or whether that's what we want. Well, it's in the DNA. Like, general it's audiences the DNA. are caught up to that now. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you look at comic books in general, especially DC, one for one, the expectation is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. So you either meet the expectation or don't take your job. Two, the the. Connected storytelling is literally built into the DNA of what DC is. These characters, yeah. 63% of char- characters in comics at one time were tied to those three or four characters. And those characters were used to propel and elevate those other characters. That's where the storyline works. It was, it's not a new invention. It's just an invention that's being recognized now. But the, the connected storytelling, especially now with the volume of yeah. money, you ain't making the volume of money that these stockholders want with standalones. I'm happy that you made a lot of money with the Batman. Guess what? I'm going to hold my breath for another three years till you give me another one? No. In the interim, you need to be cashing checks and, and opening up bank accounts in, in, a, in a way that only a connected universe can. All right? It is a business model that's been around for 80 years. Let's not break what's, you know, let's mm-hmm. not fix what's not broken. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Jacob, you got any uh, insight on this? You've been quiet. Yeah, um, I got drunk too. So I ordered Wingstop. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sounds delicious. Oh, yes. Um, I like Wingstop. To all this, I'm like thinking, Put some cold water on your face. You'll be sober. I'm like a Black Adam defender, I feel. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm really worried about that movie. Yeah, we all are. Because the biggest problem because, that Black Adam because, has, you know, I mean, talk about being a damage to like a, Dwayne Johnson's ego. The fact yeah. that more that when, when it comes to like people are more excited about a cameo from a Superman that hasn't filmed in the suit in six or seven years, almost like six years. It's a, it's just pretty crazy that people are more banking on that I mean, than they than they I'll, than they're excited for your actual movie as a uh, as a. I'll, I'll say this CBS. before. Okay. Before we start talk, uh, before people start talking about the, about you know about Henry Cavill in fact timing and cameo, the main thing that got me you know pumped up to see uh, Black Adam was uh, Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. That oh, was yeah. the main thing. I mean, I like The Rock, but the main thing like when it was Pierce Brosnan, I was like, whoa, wow. that's a great casting. I didn't you, think of. But again, no, it's you, somebody you else that's others. not Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, the other three percent are excited about Prince Bronson. I love Prince Bronson. I grew up with him, but uh, that's just not the need. The biggest problem that the Black Adam has is the fact that it's Black Adam. Yeah, and you're having you're in an uphill battle because you used a character that's a derivative from a B character. He's not even an alpha in his own world. He's a B character. He's a Shazam derivative character. So you're already starting out behind behind uh, the eight ball right there. So, see, but the, yeah. but see, that's the, I mean, I like The Rock, but I mean, I think sometimes is I think the ego is just a little bit like he just thought, all right, it's trying to get that. Inflated. I mean, it, yeah, but it's a little too inflated. Kind of, it's more inflated than his uh, his his pecs. Um, but well, yeah, who's, got, well, who's got the more inflated ego? <laughs> though? Well, who's got the more inflated ego though? The Rock or Vin Diesel? 
Oh, Vin Diesel, of course. Vin Diesel. But, this is our question. But Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel's not. I mean, he tried to get a comic book movie. I mean, he's in a comic book movie that flopped. You know, Bloodshot, uh, right? Yeah, Bloodshot, oh, which that's it, that's it, it had some. It had some cool sequences, but overall, it was a shit. Yeah, it was not that good. But I don't blame the ring watch eagle. I I blame. Listen, somebody can say no. You don't have to say yes. You don't say no to Dwayne Johnson, though. I mean, come on. Yeah. Here's a here's a question. Why not? I mean, uh, whose idea do you guys think it was to put the JSA in in Black Adam? Was that a John's move? Like, I mean, what do you been a John's move. I mean, yeah, I mean, Black Adam was part of the Justice Society in the comics, so there's that. But but see, you're selling this to a 90, the other 97 percent that are going to look at you and ask the same question that he just asked. Nobody yeah. knows who these people are. I'm selling. Listen, when you're selling it to the general audience, you got to start with the knowns before you get to the unknowns. And JSA yeah. is great. I mean, they have they're in some great historical storylines. Yeah. But I got hardcore collectors that are like, who the hell are these guys? Yeah, I had a Doctor Fate action figure when I was a yeah. kid, but I didn't know anything about the character. Yeah. So. I mean, like as a guy who who likes the comics, you know, I literally up uh, we look at the Just Society. I literally all, am only familiar at all with Black Adam and Doctor Fate. Those other characters, or or Hawkman, yes, but those other characters, I'm like Adam Smasher. Who? Well, Red Tornado. I have no idea who they are. Yeah, I mean, and then when you, and then you see like the recent the recent posters and stuff like that and the standees. Oh, that poster is horrible. I thought that was fake. I thought that was a fan made. Oh, you talking about that real. one? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I, it might be fan made. I just thought it was funny because I saw. Please people, tell me that. And any yeah. excuse, any excuse to use the Shia LaBeouf getting high shot, I just use it. <laughs> so that's why I posted that. Um, but I don't know. I don't think that's official. That's not going to be anything that's out there official. I think it was like, I don't know exactly who knows what the hell that was. But but anyways, what I'm just talking about just the actual good looking posters. But at the same time, it's like you look at that and you go, what is this? What is happening here? you got Dwayne Johnson, who's uh, Black Adam. Okay. And then who are these guys? I mean, are they against him? Are they with him? Are they a team? Yeah. What is happening? You you can't determine what is going on by seeing all this because it looks like they're just like he's leading a team, but he's right. not. I guess he's eventually he will in the movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's just you like, need a better just, trailer. And by the way, Dwayne Rock Johnson, he's doing a lot of talking and a lot of marketing, but that I don't blame that on him. It's not the it's not his job to do that level of marketing. The studio should be doing this and filling in. Yeah, and exactly. In the fact that I'm yeah. hearing as much from John uh, from the Rock uh, the Rock means that up to this process, up to this point, the process has failed. Yeah. And that's why this movie yeah. is, is up to a battle. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson should not have to say as much as he's had to say. He's basically been, the, I know he's the star, but there are whole marketing departments that we deal with all the time. Their job is to do this, and I don't see anything. There's no explanation. The trailers, the two trailers sucked, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> not in quality and visually-wise, and sucks in an anticipation for the movie. It, yeah. You have to start. Why am I going? Then Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. I didn't need to know everything about Top Gun Maverick, but I, I knew what the story was about. I knew why I wanted to go see this movie. Yeah, but that, right? you can't compare it to that, though. You can't compare it to. Okay, pick, any, uh, pick, any, pick, any, pick any story you want. <laughs> here, okay, here pick is, any movie you want. Here is something I can give you a bad trailer and a good trailer. Here's something I'm kind of surprised they haven't released yet, and I think they should. Because what they showed us at Comic Con, they did show us. It wasn't a lot, but they did show oh, us. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. A clip. They showed us um, 
Black Adam when he's in his tomb or crypt or whatever, and those soldiers start shooting at him and he hovers in the air, he fries a whole bunch of people in that footage. And then he goes out of the tomb, flies out of the tomb, and there's a helicopter, and he attacks the helicopter. So, I mean, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, a dark action with Black Adam that, like, they haven't shown yet. And, like, that could be something that makes you go, like, we're definitely going to get one more trailer. There's no way that we don't get one so more they should, trailer. So they should put that footage in that, that trailer to get people like, this is yeah. this is what this movie is really about. Yeah. If, Dwayne Johnson wants to be like, if, Dwayne, if Dwayne Johnson wants to give, like, hey, Black Adam's ruthless and he is not to fuck with, he need yeah, they need to release stuff like that. We, because that first trailer, when it was like the, the, the tone was wonky because it's like all right you have him doing that stuff and then all of a sudden you have some guy that like tries to hit him in the head and it, and like his little club thing goes tink and, and then he just looks at him and then he flies up in the air and i'm like that's all right now you just kind of shifted the tone a little bit with me yeah. because goofy that's goofy stuff right there is that yeah. what it's gonna be what is it gonna be and i did i think the comic-con trailer is better than the original trailer for sure yeah. a lot more footage a lot more Dr. What would you say, Phil? It's good, but it's not. It, it's not by much. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's an I know. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's not that great. I just like. I just like. There was more Doctor Fate. There was some narration, and I liked when his like little entrance when he like takes off his helmet and he like steps down. I thought that was cool. But yeah, you're right. There's still. It's not enough to me where I could show somebody who doesn't know this shit where they go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I can't see them be like, "Holy shit! I I gotta see this." You know, when it came to trailers like BVS, the original Justice League, Man of Steel, you saw, I mean, stuff like that. Even like some of uh, the other trailers, the Suicide Squad trailer, you show that trailer to people, those trailers, yeah. they were like, oh, fuck, what is this? Yeah. Black well, Adam, I, I knew the premise. I knew the premise. Every successful movie. Now, listen, you could have a good trailer in a movie is garbage, but the good, the good movies that do well generally have a good trailer that gives you a premise. Like I said, I, I can't think of any really successful movie that, you know, very few of them right. that didn't have the premise laid out to the point. Because and like right said, now the premise is Black Adam, he was a slave, like his son died, and then it's like he's pissed off, and the JSA yeah. is now going to stop him. But it seems like there's there's a villain that we haven't seen yet. There's another villain that's within this story that we haven't seen, and I don't know if they're going to – like the next trailer is going to – like really you know hit the plot hard they probably need to he's on a toy release maybe but no, what's his name again i forgot his name uh, Sabak. Um, yeah. there you exactly. go yeah and hierarchy but <laughs> you gotta educate you gotta educate people on this because like i said that's a problem that i think suicide squad had is it, number one it's a bunch of b-list characters that you didn't really prime to you know you gotta get right. you have to build that relationship before you start picking that wallet you know, and it's just they're just not doing it. They're just putting these movies out and expecting people to be like, okay, it's Dwayne Johnson. That's a problem. He, as big a star as he is, he's worth, I think the movie could be 650 million, 750 million. You know, that's high end. But your job as a producer in a studio is to is to pick my pocket or make me give my money to you. You know, and get excitement. Like I said, September 4th, we promoted every DC movie here since Man of Steel, every single one. And this is the latest we've ever started on promotion. We've, That's we're crazy. We've ever had on comic. I mean, I showed you the jet, the Zack Snyder pins. I had that I had from like we, you know, we got those on that Zack Snyder pin, but we got the Justice League pins. That movie was released in November. We got those pins in 
um, on, on, on my birthday, on September 7th, okay, for a movie that was released in November. So they started the hype for those movies. I got these cardboard stand-ups for that yeah. movie months before that movie came out, all right? But here we are, September 4th. The movie comes out next month. And I'm just, yep. everything I'm seeing is coming from him. And that's not his fault. That's the, the bad management at this point. They're out of money, and man. Perfect. They're out of yeah. money. That's a thing. You know it's what, like, though? And I hear that. I'm like, come on, dude. Zazoff could, could take off one of his shoes and shake that out. The budget for those things does not come from on-hand cash that they have. The budget for those things are leveraged by other companies. When you sign production deals and back-end deals and things like that, and residuals and things in and, 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 uh, interest deals, that's covered. So when people say that they don't have enough money to do this or that, that money's already there. That money was there before the merger even took place. That money is already – it's like being an escrow. So they have the money. They just don't have the organization. They don't have the organization. They don't have the strategy. And unfortunately, you have a new guy that's coming in. This movie was already on the skids before he even got there. So that's what's but uh, Doug, do you have anything to say about like when it comes to no? Podcast? I was just uh, yeah, I I understand Danny and The Rock trying to get Henry Cavill for this movie because you know you, you want to work with the best and and bringing an A lister makes a lot of sense for him personally and for Danny. But I've I've always questioned the complete and total lack of connection to the Shazam universe. I mean, yeah, that movie that uh, yes, sick, yes. I mean, they're, something. They're in the same building. Oh, they're in God. the same building. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, at Comic Con, how do you not? I mean, Dwayne Johnson coming from wrestling, how do you not do any kind of like yeah. a way in type thing yeah. where they're facing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, have the two of them walk on stage from opposite ends of the stage at the same time, and they go right up to each other, and they're like, and they go right close and stare each other down. That's and how then you, you do have it. Zachary Levi start like going. You know, and start doing his shtick where he's like nervous and going, "Oh my," you know, and being awkward, but he's trying to be yeah. tough. You know, you, you would it would have worked. You you could have had yeah. your Civil War announcement moment with your two leads there facing each other off, and one pushed so the other. You could have had that, and they just and it and it would it would have cost you nothing because you already have the actors already there. there. Yeah, DC yeah. had to make that happen. They had to make that happen. I mean, I mean you're, they, they, you're weighing for any fight. I mean, yeah. the two guys facing off, off yeah. in the middle of the stage. Yeah, they could have had uh, yeah. something funny like that where they, you know, stood on a scale and then they're like, oh, yeah, you weigh, you know, uh, 2,100 and something pounds or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It could have like, had something well, where it just could have been a whole day. Like the, the Rock likes everything about Black Adam except that he's a villain to Shazam. Same. Right. Yep. I think so. I That's think you're so right. Weird. I think you're right with that. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's but how do we, like, try one up each other and just do, like, shut up, Billy? Or like <laughs> something could have done something. There could have been easily done something. I mean, and they just didn't do anything. And it was just like the rock. Yeah. He did something. He was in the costume. He was on a platform that had lightning and stuff like that. They spent money on that, but there was just for Dwayne Johnson, nothing for this guy. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> well, like are you actually going to see something with he, these two or not? Even Zachary Levi. I think he was asked a question at Comic-Con regarding black Adam. He was like, I don't know. Next question. It's like, what? Yeah, that was hilarious. That's like, what? That's disorganization. That's mismanagement. But the good news is that's that goes. Those guys are gone. It's going to take a long time for Zaslav to clean the shit off of his shoe that he stepped in when he first entered the corner office. But a lot of this decision making was done, you know. And we're already on the runway now. I mean, like I said, before the merger was even complete, is when you needed to have your marketing plan ready for all these things, and they just didn't yeah. have it. They didn't. They think that. Um, their strategy for the past nine years, especially the last five years, 
has has been no strategy at all. Let's work around. We didn't want to deal with the main yeah. alphas that we screwed up and the people that made those characters. So let's work around those characters. That's how we yeah. even get things like uh, uh, Wonder Twins. That's how we get <laughs> we get talk like Blue Beetle. And nothing against some of those characters, but the only reason we're getting those characters is because you messed up things and you don't want to deal with the alphas. And the problem there is, is once again, the expectation doesn't change just because yeah. your situation does. And we'll, and we'll go back and we go back to what I believe it was Colbert said that if they had given us Man of Steel 2, like we would have been satisfied enough that while there would have been a push for the Snyder Cut, it would not have been as vehement and intense. And yet they didn't do they didn't push for any Man of Steel, they didn't give us any Man of Steel 2. They did not return um, Chris McCory's calls in particular. And no, and they've dealt with the, they've had the face consequences ever since. Hey, Dave, real quick. Cool. There's a guy in there that I don't know if you can pull him up that says if they had the money, they wouldn't be canceling every expensive movie. No, that has to do with debt management. When you acquire a company that has that much debt, in order for your stock not to dissolve and devalue and your credit rating to fall, you have a certain amount of time that the law gives you to mitigate debt. And you got certain rules that affect certain things that you can cancel. It has nothing to do with the on-hand cash that they have because they came in. They had enough to buy the company and assume that they have the money. But your creditors, your stockholders in the stock market, they're all looking. You have to have a debt management and plan. It's like Netflix. People compare it to Netflix. Netflix was $14 billion in debt. But there's a difference between acquired debt and accumulated debt. Netflix had a debt plan, repayment plan, plan in place before they even built the debt. Whereas Zazoff's company acquired the debt. So cutting things has more to do with, with managing that debt than it has on-hand cash. They have the money. That has nothing to do with what they're cutting. They have they accumulated $43 billion of debt after they paid $46 billion for the company itself. So the cutting has nothing to do with whether they have money to do things or not. It has more so to do with You're right. There's, there's some yeah. crazy logistics when it comes to all this stuff. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't even understand. We all try to understand it, but we just, we're just never going to fucking understand it. We're just never yeah, going to make, make no mistake. They have the money. They have money. That has nothing well, to do. Of course with they do. I mean, yeah, no matter what, like, even, even, even with Netflix, who doesn't have a good cash flow, they have them. They have money, of yeah. course, but yeah. it's just, it's they all about and I mean, what the thing was about. It. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You go. No, the the thing about it is Netflix was the reason why Netflix was able to build up manageable debt like that is because of the amount of revenue they were pulling in on a monthly basis. Their financiers and people who back them and lenders and all that they look at what they put. They're a good bet. So uh, th these companies will be fine. But like I said, when you hear people say, "Oh, they're cutting this or cutting that," they're broke. No, they're not broke. They're far from broke. But they still have to manage a debt that they inherited, yeah. and that's cutting things as part of that. That's the thing. Sorry, that's one of the things too. Is like, I mean, it's like, yeah, I understand why people are upset with Zaslav. I mean, the the Batgirl thing that would really put in people's mouths. But at the same time, it's like. I mean, you have to you have to take a lot of the blame to the old regime for yeah, trying yeah. to like conjure up something. They they I mean, as much as I was, I'm so looking forward to M Michael Keaton coming back, and I can't wait to see him in the Flash. Yeah. When it, when it, when all of a sudden that bled into Batgirl, I went, huh? I'm like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, really? yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if I, you know, I never was all yeah. on board with that. But yeah, I was still not that, I would have, I would have, I would have found it interesting. And it's like, yeah, all I'm interested in seeing it, except that he's in the flashbacks with a young J.K. Simmons Gordon, 
and J.K. Simmons is the Gordon of the DCU. That that's the part of the problem with the old regime's thinking. Yeah. That it doesn't matter what actor is playing the character; people just love the character, which is not yeah. wrong by itself. Like, but yeah. it's both. Like, it, you know, like people are gonna be like, "Why is this the same version that we saw interacting with Ben Affleck's Batman?" But like, yeah. now he's interacting with Michael Keaton's Batman. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like, and then the Shazam, so and then the you yeah, can't just have the same, too. You can't just have the same mentality that you had when, like, oh, it doesn't matter if Val Kilmer is is playing Batman and is interacting with Pat Hingle. Like, like general audiences are more savvy to that kind of stuff now yeah. like, than they used to be. And like, there's a there's a greater degree of investment in like these versions of these characters interacting, like having that consistency with your cast. Um, so like the old regime was just kind of like I think Emmerich was just like. No one cares who's playing these supporting characters or like whatever. Like it's Batman; they're going to show up for the whether if it's Batman, no matter what. That's not one hundred percent true. People will show up for it, but people are going to be coming out going like, "I don't know what just happened." Yeah, same with like the Donald Glover showing up and and playing Lando alongside Harrison Ford. It just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what? What? what I mean. I... When it comes to this uh, this upcoming week, I'm wondering if it's just going to be quiet. I don't know. Um, I think part of us wants it to be. It's like, hey, can it be a little quiet? But then at the same time, it's like this is, you know, we're all just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And some kind of bomb will probably <laughs> drop and something will happen. Who knows? But um, I mean, me too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think here's, here's a question. And, and okay. you guys have probably talked about this on the vodka stream and whatnot. But like the delays, I mean. Obviously, we know Aquaman's been delayed and Shazam has been delayed. Do you think – I'm assuming the reason for the delays is they're like, what can we insert into these movies to tie them in more cohesively with each other, whether that's Ben or Henry or, or Gal or whomever? I don't know. Do you guys think that's what the logic is behind the delays, or do you think there's other things? I kind of so, mentioned it. No, I think that's 100%. I think that's yeah. 100% the reason. Well, Stephen kind of mentioned well, it on the vodka stream that – you don't delay yeah. as much as you have without. Hey, oh, they're gonna be. There's gonna be. There's gonna be. They're gonna. You're gonna hear headlines that say significant reshoots and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure. And I think it's just because maybe uh, I don't know if uh, James Wan was trying to do something that he thought like, all right, let's go this direction, and they went, hmm, that didn't turn out too well. I don't know. It just sucks because I love James Wan as a director. I mean, obviously, the first Aquaman was killer. Like it, um, you know, I wasn't saying it's like a perfect fucking thing, but it was like. The, to achieve that, you know, yeah. what he achieved, and some of those visuals were just goddamn gorgeous. But I don't know, story-wise, maybe, I don't know, with the whole, I don't know. It's just, I've heard things, too, when it comes to, like, I've heard, um, oh, yeah, it's a mess, it's a mess, and, you know, but we always hear that, mess, 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 all that. It's always, like, the common thing when it comes to, like, these movies, so. But, yeah, there's yeah. definitely, I mean, you push it back. I mean, fucking a. I mean, it's not this Christmas; it's the following Christmas. Like, wow, that is wow. a long time. Yeah, yeah. You do not also delay it that long. Like, it you do not delay it that long just because of Avatar two. No, you delay it that long because you're. It's a change because there's a significant change of plans that you need to deal with. Well, that and it gives you marketing breathing room too, which is yeah. what they do not have right now. All these movies are coming out. 
at the, at the previous schedules were coming out in a manner to where they weren't going to be properly promoted. They don't want to have another Shazam situation that they inherited. If they're going to do these movies, they, they, they need ramp ups to them. And I'm pretty sure there's a marketing strategy along with yeah. the story change that, you know, that hopefully makes it work. So like I said, I'm positive about the decisions. Would I want to see these movies sooner? Yeah. But I want to see the best possible product that they can put out. That's yeah. what I'm waiting for. In the meantime, if you want to satisfy our DC our DC cravings, give us uh, the air cut. Yeah, that's always the out there is, too. And if the thing is, if if they weren't doing what they're doing right now, rebooting the thing would almost take longer. Yeah. Like if they were just to try, if they were just to stop everything and say, like, you know what, we're just going to release these movies as they are, hit the reset button, get a whole new cast and all new creative teams behind these projects. It would be a long stretch before we see. Maybe we'd probably get a Matt Reeves Batman two before we get any kind of connected universe uh, for all that. So just mail it in at that point. Just, just mail it in at that point. And Matt Reeves, about Matt Reeves doesn't sound like. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's putting things together for the script, but like he's going to take his time. You know, he's yeah. going to make sure he gets it right on his end. You know, yeah. so yeah. What, do we, what do we do in between that? You know what I mean? Exactly. And then we're talking penguin, about penguin, penguin Joe, penguin. Joe. Oh, yeah. wow! Penguin. Let me let me yeah. put down my hair headphones and run right to that day. The, yeah. the, the reboot <laughs> process, reboot process is a six-year pro- process minimum, and that is and never. I, is, there's no guarantee that that's going to. In fact, the odds are that a reboot process, no matter what you're doing, no matter the, the ad, whatever medium it is, whether it's a comic book, TV show, for the most part. Most reboots fail, and they fail for a reason because they're usually yep. connected to a DNA that was a problem that you didn't correct. Instead of correcting the DNA, you decided to make another Frankenstein monster, and you ended up getting choked to death like Doc Frankenstein did. So and reboots if, and usually you, fail. And even if you do get the reboot right, you're not going to see the payoff for it until yeah. like until down the road. I mean, you don't. The real payoff for Iron Man's success is not the individual movie success. It was the Avengers making the half a billion and a half dollars. Um, yeah. that, that that's the payoff, and that's an investment that you have to like be willing to play the long game in. And yeah. maybe Warner Brothers Discovery is willing to do that. The previous regime certainly wasn't. Uh, who knows if the investors uh, at Warner Brothers? Yeah, are willing that's to the that that's the problem. Is even if they wanted to do that, I'm sorry, it's not an option on the table. Unfortunately, they inherited the poor credibility of the yeah. previous landlords, and general people just don't forget that. You're, it's a big ask for a customer to say, "Let's invest another six years in something that you got nothing out of the last nine. That's a yeah, big exactly. ask. So exactly. But I mean, but but it, but but again, it depends on. I mean, that's the thing is like those two, and you know, as it. Talking about and you know you get we brought up a good point when it came to Ben Affleck and Alan Horn. Um, I think Ben Affleck. Um, I think even with his last interview when he when he talked about doing his work on the Flash, is the fact that he was like he had he had a really good time and he basically left the door open, but he doesn't want to exactly be the star of these big movies. So then it takes him away from his kids and all this kind of stuff. But I think now. That, you know, the shit that, it, I mean, let's face it, every fucking movie that he was Batman in got dicked with. BVS, you know, they got, it got messed with. Suicide Justice Squad. League, Suicide Squad. <laughs> Everything yeah. got messed with, and he was struggling with his health, struggling with his addiction through that whole time. Now he's in a healthy spot, and if he's seeing a company that is going to be like, hey, look at that. This is about the creators now. Alan Horn, hey, yeah. maybe he's going to be a little bit yeah. more. <laughs> I'll be bat. I'll be Batman till I'm sixty. Now I'll be Batman till I'm sixty. You want me as Batman? I don't want to be, 
you know, I'm not going to try to go crazy and try to direct a movie in a bat suit like I thought I could do at one stunt point. Man. Get a, a yeah. stuntman. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would say 80% of the time, yeah, it would mainly be that. But still, it's got to be a yeah. little rough to put on that 30-pound bat suit and direct scenes. I would, I would, yeah. I would think it's, I would think it's amazing if he pulled it off. But uh, the man's got, you know, it's got. No matter yeah. what, he's still gonna be struggling with that, that, that addiction and other addictions too. I mean, right. I mean, he's got a gambling addiction. Well, that's all that's I been mean, known to. If he can, if it can help, I mean, maybe he just needs to get his creative juices flowing again and like direct another feature or something like well, that. Well, he's directing that Nike Michael Jordan movie with uh, Matt Damon. So if so maybe, maybe some that'll help. Didn't didn't he direct Hypnotic or was he not directing that? I thought he. Would... I don't know. I don't, I don't recall know. either. Well, I all I know is that like I think the um the 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 like the the sign to look for is like whether or not is whether or not Christopher Nolan's next film after Oppenheimer is uh, back with the Warner Brothers. If it is, then probably not. You don't think uh, so? There's, why not? Why not? So. There's nobody. There's nobody there that screwed him. There's nobody there left that screwed him. And the one guy exactly. that did not screw him is back. Is advising the company. It, dep nobody it depends on who makes the better offer. If Universal makes him a good offer, or if Warner Brothers was willing to give him a good counter offer. Yeah, yeah. Normal, normal business. But 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 the sting that he had prior. A lot of these guys will come back to Warner Brothers if the if the deal is right, and that's just normal normal uh, or yeah. normal business. But well, a lot of these guys will say, yeah. "Oh, they'd never work with Warner Brothers again." I'm like, "No, business will get." Done. Uh, sentiments don't pay bills. All right. Emotions don't keep the power on. Money does. Yeah. If it's not show friends or show enemies, it's show business. Yeah. And that's what everybody's been saying, man. I don't know. It's all been crazy. We'll see what happens when it comes to this week. And, uh, you know, eventually it's all going to be confirmed and or it's not. And then it's going to be a weird thing when, like, come October and there's no cavil still or blah, blah, blah. Oh, I don't know. That would be crazy if that didn't happen. You know? I don't want to be in that theater, dude. We're doing a pre-screening. I do not want to be in that theater. I'm going to be out of that. And because, uh, like I said, we do an opinion thing afterward. We say, "What do you think of the movie?" And we were there with the execs. Oh and man! And we got our little pad. I am leaving. If if I if the lights come on and he's not in there, I'm out. The, the execs can deal with it on their own. I'm leaving. Just like when the whole Spider-Man No Way Home thing. As much as they built that up, and we rented out a theater for that. I paid for a theater for that, right? I would have left my own paid-for theater if they didn't have those two cats in the movie. Because you don't want to deal with those people, man. It's like, and I'm like, I didn't make the movie, guys. But if, if he's not in that movie, that movie better be like a Godfather-level movie to to blur that out. I mean, it, it better be it better be poo, blood, and honey level, damn it. But uh, what's your read on Ezra's situation, Dave? At this point, um, well, I think. Um, well, now, you know, the fact that he met with uh, WB execs, apparently, uh, wasn't that the same day as something else kind of happening, too? I can't remember. Uh, Didn't something else happen the day that, or, oh, no, and it was like, I guess it was, oh, yeah, it was the day of the funeral screening of uh, Batgirl. Batgirl, that's right. <laughs> yeah, which was like, oof. But um, I think when it comes to that, I mean, I think if it, if it was, if, if the Flash was a piece of shit, they would have just, Get out of here, sure, fuck you, you know, gone. But I think the Flash has just been testing so well. Yeah. And it's just gotten such good buzz that they're like, we have to salvage this as much as possible. When it comes to Ezra, I think Ezra is now hopefully in the, in the head state, uh, in the headspace of, you know what? 
shit's been ha happening and has happened. Look at that. And I need to make sure that I am primed and ready to, if I, if, if it does happen and I do press, I got to oh, wow. be in the right, you know, my, my, my career is on the line here. I mean, I, I I'm a, a character that I love playing and I love the character. And I worked with one of a, a comic book writer to write even a script to help write a script, worked with Grant Morrison, worked with all these different writers. All that work is going to be for nothing if I don't clean my shit up or make sure things are good. So I think Ezra is going to be really in a headspace of uh, trying to get better and trying to make sure that there's I mean, obviously, he can't help everything that's good that, that could be popping up. There's still stuff that pops up sadly but uh there's nothing he's just hoping that it's not going to be in the news i think he's going to be in a i think ezra's going to be in a good headspace wbd yeah me too wbd knows about this stuff the stuff yeah. that happened on may 1st they what we usually happen in a situation like that is there's a full disclosure meeting you know meeting especially if there's if there's future products on the line because they have to know you know because you could get sued as a performer if you're doing things like that and endangering so there's usually a full, they so they know they know pretty much even the stuff that we don't know and we're we're jumping up and down about. And guess what? And when does the movie come out? July of next year? June. Okay, June of next year. June twenty third, I think. I keep saying this over and over again. The general audience doesn't exactly. care about this. They don't exactly. care. All right. They don't even know. I get people walking up. I wear this shirt. This is my work shirt. They right? think it's a flash they, shirt. They think it's the flash. Okay. <laughs> people, the general audience who's going to make this make or break this movie. Is not hanging around Twitter all day. They're not on these little screens. They don't care. Exactly. Oh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was a mega, well, mega, mega star. All right. I love Ezra Miller. If you're watching, I love you. But the level that Johnny Depp has ascended to is much, much polarizing than Ezra Miller is. And Ezra yeah. Miller, I mean, I'm sorry. Nobody's yeah. going to care. Like I said before on my stream, we have a different connection to these people than people who morally think that we should have different connection. Case in point, Deshaun Watson has 21 uh, cases that he had to resolve, right? He signed a $238 million contract. That's literally, what, $10 million for every accusation pretty much? And guess exactly. what? The dog pound will be there in the cold snow with the little rubber dog mask on rooting for him. The connection that the audience has with people is their performance because that's their job. Now, if exactly. you start turning up, that's different. But where he is at right now, you can't expect people because it's just the law of nature. You know, we're in it for what they can do. Can they put that ball in that hoop? Can they get the ball past the end zone? Can they get into the end zone? Can they win my bet? Can they make it so I can buy those championships T-shirts? That is my connection. And when Kobe Bryant was going through all that stuff, there was a process involved that uh, there's a legal process that I'm not part of. And if that legal process goes a certain way, fine. But as far as all the accusations going on, I my 2004 NBA Finals, are you putting that ball through that hoop? There's a group of 12 people that are going to decide the other stuff. But people think there's a connection beyond uh, our job. Your coworkers, when they leave and clock out, do you give a rat's ass what they're doing? Unless they're John Wayne Gacy and they got bodies under the house? No. If they're living their normal lives, you don't care. Wow. Right? The connection begins when they're on the screen. about you, William. That's what I love about you. When he says stuff like that. There you go. A lot of – There you go. Is Ezra going to so do you think there's a good chance like if he if he behaves himself and he does what Warner Brothers Discovery more or less wants him to do you think he'll still continue on as they, the Flash? I think they yeah, could. They'll just say, uh, we're we're done here after this. But we're in good. 
What's that? Yeah. They use non-binary pronouns as a rule, just exactly. not identify. No, but as... exactly. If the if the pub if the general audience doesn't know or care about what Ezra Miller's been uh, been doing or whatever, then then the Flash is going to do very well, and if it does very well, they're going to keep him. Period. Yeah, I don't care what an exec says today. Things change. Never hold somebody by prisoner of the moment when circumstances change. So, say for instance, the Flash pulls in a billion dollars. Trust me, if you're going to bring him back, and he, if he's a big part of why it's being a billion dollars, like I said, money talks, bullshit walks. People can find exactly. on Twitter all they want to. Pay your rent with Twitter wines, right? Exactly. Pay your gas bill with hashtags. It, it doesn't work. There's no coupons yep. for that. All right? So exactly. It, it, it it's results, a, results matter. It's it's something that a lot that that the uh, the film that the film enthusiasts on social media need to accept is something that a lot of the political enthusiasts who have been blathering about you know the Ezra Miller thing you know need to accept that the general public doesn't know about this stuff and doesn't care. Period. Oh. Yeah. By the, by the way, they probably, they probably never even heard of the name like Ezra. That's a name. Yeah. I mean, that's a unique name. They probably haven't even heard of that. You yeah. know, he's he's kind of a that guy actor for them right now. He's yeah. a yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I don't know. It's all, all right. very interesting. Yeah. By the way, by the way, William, um, uh, you mentioned earlier about since earlier you brought up uh, No Way Home. I'm curious. Um, who else has anyone here seen the um, the extended cut, the uh, more fun stuff cut? I'm not that, paying extra no. money. I pay too much money to see this movie when I when December. I am not paying one more cent yeah. for eleven minutes. Very. I went last night. Well, yesterday was you know three dollar tickets for like National Theater Day, so that was how I justified it too. Okay, yeah. there you go. I, yeah, I, I <laughs> went. Today, I went today. With, I went today with my sister because we do our often our typical like hangout at the movies. So like we went to see it. So like it was it's pretty good. Most, I mean, like it, it was pretty are, you asking, well. are you asking what it was, or are you just sort of, or do you want to talk about some of the scenes in there? I'm just curious, like, well, our general thoughts about it. You know, what you like about Did it. Did it make it better? Did it make it better or anything like that? It was just what, more stuff. Is mostly stuff related to like Midtown High, and like you know, and the, like additional stuff that was around that with you know the other the rest of the school learning well, about Peter Parker well, being Spider Man yeah. and or even yeah, that's yeah. not even worth three dollars. Hold on, well, but there's also the end, that's kind of surprising. Actually, I don't want I don't want to spoil it, but you know, there's sort of like showing more of a retroactive effect of, of people forgetting Spider-Man oh, than I spell. realized. Yeah. And there, there's there's yeah, more so. there's more stuff about with uh, Matt Murdock, I'll say that. And there's, there's, and there's some, yeah, more Matt Murdock. And there's more there's extensions of the scenes between, you know, the three Spider-Men, which are, are pretty solid. So there's this invention with this little red TV on it with a little arrow on it called YouTube. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that all that's going to end up. I mean, three dollars yeah, that's a bargain. But if I, if I know, they, I know people. You know what? The way I looked at it, the way I looked at it, because I thought about seeing it Thursday because there was no other like movie, and I was like, no, fuck it. I'm like, I don't need to pay another ticket <laughs> yeah. to see eleven minutes. That yeah. I'm not, I mean, if it was something that was going to be significant, I was like, I got. It's not going to be the same vibe as it was the first time when I went opening night back in uh, yeah. December well, when it was just like, it was just well, amazing. Everybody was just going, oh, cheering. There's not going to have that. Why am I going to like, I'll, I'll catch it when it, when that comes on yeah. Disney Plus or uh, DVD. I don't it's know. Whatever. Know if it's coming to. Uh, mm. This is, this is what we did. 
This is why I will not pay one more cent for <laughs> I don't care who's in it. We bought, we've had tickets printed out. We had people dressing up. I had like 20 Doctor Stranges there. Uh, RJ, Marble Mania, he was there. Uh, I had all these people dressed up like 20 Spider-Man and it was tremendously expensive, but it was probably one of the yeah. uh, top 10 most fun times I've ever had at a movie theater. But that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> what were we going to say, Jacob? I mean, do we know if um, the um, extra footage is going to home video or streaming? Of course. It's got it. It's yeah. got it. Re-release. Re Re-release. Yeah. They're trying to get as much friggin' money, as from, which is fine. Do it. That's, I guess, you know, but it, glow, yeah, they're definitely going to do that. Glow-in-the-dark glow version, just like Zach <laughs> By the way, a movie that nobody wants to see, but yet they really keep releasing it, and it sells out everywhere I go. I didn't get my hands yeah. on glow-in-the-dark. I wanted to glow-in-the-dark. I got to go on Amazon now. Yeah. yeah. It's all over the place, yeah. They just keep yeah. on doing it. But I think this could be a good place to uh, wrap it up here, guys. Uh, yeah. And as always, um, you know, I know it's it's Sunday, which doesn't feel like it, but it, I know some people have the day off. I don't know if you do, Willen. Probably not. I have I have every Sunday. Well, I have Sundays off from everything else because Damn. I took them all off for Game of Thrones. So, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, wow. Actually, Did you actually put yeah. it in as like that? I got to take Sunday off because of Game of Thrones? Yeah. yeah. Well, well uh, so October. Well, you work at the Sci-Fi Center, so it makes sense. Yeah. I don't. I don't do it. I don't yeah. do a Sunday to October thirtieth. That's my next Sunday yeah. away from you. Well, like, nice. yeah, same. Like the moment I was offered a job at um at the Walmart, I said, you know, my only request was I want Sunday off. They said, fine. Now for me, it's more of a it's more like because church, but still. You? They said yes, dude. I worked. At, I was in management at Walmart. I asked yes. for Sundays off. I got yeah. the, the manager got up behind his desk. Yeah. Religion, religion. And religion pushed me out the door and closed the door. Yeah. There was a guy that what's the what's the one holiday off? Um well, got Russia shot a Russia um Well I will I will say this. It may, and on that note, if, if they're if they're not known for being that easy, I mean I, I would imagine it was because it was during the whole pandemic thing, they needed to hire people. So I said oh, my yeah. only request on Sunday's off, he said, You have wow. it. You got the good Walmart. I got you. Got the soft cuddly Walmart. I got the, the good Walmart. I got the, you're, is you're there something? Yeah, you're a light bulb, and when you burn out, we'll replace you, Walmart. You got the good Walmart, so I'm happy for you, man. Wow. Well, yeah, and then and then when when they stay when they when they said you know when eventually you know when you're there long enough, they ask they they stabilize your uh, your schedule. Says okay, what's the other day you want off? And they told me what days I could not have off. So I said okay, of the ones that I have, uh, why not Wednesday? So it's funny because I have like a couple of days of work and then a day off and then three days of work and then another day off. So it's like, okay, that's damn, cool. You damn kids, you hear this? You damn kids? They gave us a day off and I said, well, I can't work that, sir. Well, then uh, you don't have a job. But wow, damn, I guess it's better that way. I guess it, I, this is not, I'm happy people aren't being treated like the kind of shit that we were. Like I said, this was management level. Uh, I was writing schedules and was told, um, I'm, and I'm, like, I'm scheduled on Saturday. What's going on, guys? So that's got to be a mistake. He's like, oh, no, you can't be there. Oh, well, no, well, I can't be there. I got something going on. And he said, well, hey, go ahead and take Saturday yeah. off and Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and, you know, forever. But, you know, I'm glad, I'm <laughs> wow. glad things have changed. Turn into a Walmart stream right now. But anyway, yeah, we'll go around the horn and uh, promote yourself. What? Yeah, no, just gone. Yeah, just one last thing about Walmart is just look. I, I'm uh, I'm on the uh, the maintenance staff, the janitor staff, and I've said this before on on Twitter, and I'll say it again, guys. To all the the my fellow guys, for goodness' sake, you don't have to stand up when you're number one, and if you do, please clean up after yourself. 
Good grief. That's asking way too much for people, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that's the way it is. Anyways, Carrie, go ahead and promote yourself if you have anything to promote. Uh, at KM Vanderberg on Twitter, and that's about it. All right. Eric? All right. You can see me on YouTube at Hardboiled Entertainment. You can see me on Twitter at Hardboiled Films. And uh, we've got some nice, you know, uh, potential uh, new members of the of the cast coming in for a Just League Sunset of the Gods. I mean, I was talking about it at the beginning of the stream, but there's some others. You might like them. Cool. All right. William? Uh, you can find me on way too many things these days. I went from being a film junkie disciple to like streaming like seven hours this weekend. Uh, Point Extra Lounge every Friday at 6.30 for the Sci-Fi Center Live. Uh, Saturday nights at 9.30, uh, Sci-Fi Center Live overnights. Uh, Game of Thrones post show at 7.15 up until October 23rd when the episode 10 ends. And just anywhere, uh, anytime, uh, you know, she has a stream uh, and I have time to get on that channel well. Uh, so follow me at the sci-fi center.com. All my social media is there. And obviously most of you, if you're looking, you know, you know uh, the point that lounge, just uh, do that in your search engine. You'll find them. All right. Um, Jacob, anything uh, new haircut? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> download the Wingstop app, right? <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> That's a good promotion yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, sure. It was, um, <laughs> Kind of quick and uh, no no service fees. I only tipped the driver and paid for the food. They gave me Dasani water, but it's water. So who is that uh, that picture that's behind you? What is that? That looks cool. Um, it's a Joker picture. Joker. That's Joker from Arkham Origins. Cool. From what? Arkham Origins. Okay, uh, sweet. It's a good picture. Yeah, I've seen that before. It's really good. Uh, Philip. Uh, well, I've been sick all week, so I wasn't on the four nerds and I didn't have my, any of my podcasts do anything this week, but if you guys want to listen to them, just uh, search for the eternal night or superhero stress on iTunes or Podbean. And like I just mentioned, I'm also on the four nerds usually every Thursday, except this last week. And, um, sometimes you can catch me on the Nicotina show every Monday and the ACS universe every Friday. And awesome. sometimes here every once a month. Whenever Dave has these awesome Patreon streams. All right. Oh, yeah. And then, and then we got Doug. At Doug Verby on Twitter. Thanks, Dave. Good chat with yeah. all you guys. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you for supporting the channel. Love the Patreon community. And like I said, if you guys want to join, be a part of it. It's good. You know, I try to, you know, post random things when I hear stuff on Patreon and hopefully I'm keeping you guys at least, uh, you know, up to date with some of that stuff. I know it's funny when I post things and I love it when I get <laughs> messages from you guys. Like, Whoa, well, wait a minute. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's really, it's a, it's always a fun time. Like I said, yep. I'm not trying to be a scooper or anything like that. I just have a, uh, a friend, you know, and other connections too, or occasionally I'll be like, Hey, what's going on over here? But especially I have a buddy that I just, talk to who's very much in the biz and he just says oh i heard this is it always true no it's just i'm not and again you always have to take it with a grain of salt but i just try to relay stuff that i hear and everything like that so i but it's always a good time but anyways guys you guys yeah. are awesome and uh you guys have a good rest of the night everybody else in the chat also too we will talk to you later